Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to If we don't draw the line here, what's next? What makes you think the nightmare with Donald Trump and his lawmaking and violent mobs is over? January 6th was not some unexpected radical break from his normal law-abiding and peaceful disposition. This was his state of mind. This was his essential M.O. I don't need to be forgiven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Senators, you've seen all the evidence so far, and this is clear. On January 6th, President Trump left everyone in this capital for dead. I doubt it. You are fake news. <laughs> Very fake news. You serious? Go home, bitch. I thought this was America. Huh? Isn't this America? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. Yeah, five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Happy Valentine's Day. (gasps) Did you forget? (laughs) Breaking news. It is, in fact, the 14th of February. Oh, no. And I just yelled at my husband. (laughs) If you need to step out to reconcile things, just let me know. Here's hoping you are all enjoying time with your Valentine. I hope we have some Valentines watching the show together, perhaps. But if not, thank you for spending time with us this evening. Of course, plenty to talk about tonight. Uh, Hope you didn't blink. Trump was acquitted at an impeachment trial again, the first president to do so twice. There are um, there were more votes for conviction this time, but still not enough. So the question now becomes, will Democrats finally give it a rest and move on from Trump? Or will they continue to use their newfound congressional majorities to hate Trump some more? There's already speculation. There's investigations, commissions coming. You know the answer to that. Plus, uh, I want to get more to the premise of all of this than the actual impeachment and the acquittal itself, specifically the deaths of the Capitol raid. I I just posted a video yesterday. We know the original story about Brian Sicknick being clubbed with a fire extinguisher. Not true. Uh, We've been wondering about that for weeks on this show. But there were what half a dozen other deaths claimed to be caused. Yeah. So, and I know there's some updates on what exactly happened in those cases. Not really. I mean, the, some the fake updates were the initial stories, but it just turns out that all of them died from run-of-the-mill shit. Yeah. Everyone apparently had a heart attack or a stroke caused by pepper spray. Every single one of them. Yeah, really. It was the really. most deadly pepper spray event of all time. None of them were suicided, Seth Rich style, by the federal <laughs> government, though. Let me tell you that. And I can't wait. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
when I saw this story breaking this week, I thought <clears throat> this is this is the single most dangerous piece of Susan bait we've encountered in some time, but it must be discussed. God uh, help us. Gorilla glue was a viral topic this week when a woman put it in her hair as a substitute for hairspray that required surgical intervention or at least the intervention of a surgeon. I'm not sure they cut her up, but a doctor had to fix it. It's and, fine because she was white, right? Right. Um, no, <laughs> no, no. There are many jokes that will not be made about this in any way. And it's, it didn't end there. I don't know if you saw, but another guy tried to prove that she was exaggerating. And so he gorilla glued a cup to his face. He also required medical intervention. It turns out gorilla glue is very, very strong. Was he white? Uh, no, no, oh, but that man, has, come on. that has nothing. There's nothing funny. There are no jokes to be made. Nothing funny about that at all. Ooh. We will not do any of that. Plus, uh, <laughs> God, I feel the worst for Gorilla Glue this week. They're really trying hard with their statements about how to handle this. Uh, but Gorilla Glue, of course, must be held liable because their their bottle only says don't put it on your skin. It doesn't say put it. Don't put it on your hair. So Gorilla Glue. Let me loose. Come gorilla on, cut Glue me loose. must be held accountable for their lack of uh, foresight here. Plus. <sighs> If we get through that without getting in trouble, we have hoax hate and real hate. And the real hate is uh, anti-Asian hate crimes that have just been rampaging through the the Bay Area of California. And we've been seeing this for some time. We've talked about several of these cases on the show. But even though Trump is out of office, even though he's gone, media are still blaming Trump for his China virus rhetoric that is causing. uh, I, I will speculate they are not Trump voters who are attacking elderly Asian people. In the Bay Area of California, but it's surely Trump's fault. So he'll be impeached for that next. Uh, plus, we'll. What uh, was that guy's name? Yala Muslim. I don't. I don't remember who was that actually. He's the one with the Oakland. Uh, he attacked the ninety-one-year-old man in Oakland. Oh well, now you have to ask which one because there are s- several of yeah. them have been lethal now too. These attacks on. It might be the Asian lethal, lethal one. I can't even remember because I yeah. was looking through all these this afternoon. But it really, really bad. And of course, we'll check in with Super Chats on YouTube and Streamlabs as well. Although Streamlabs has a hiccup. It's kind of broken. I'll get to that in a moment. But uh, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from our friendly listener-owned businesses, of course. This week, our uh, feature business is our friends over at Phoenix Ammo. And I need to do an update for Phoenix Ammo because we've been talking about them for several weeks in a row. First, Phoenix had the... uh, the mask run in with the Gretchen Whitmer mask police. They're in trouble for that. Now Phoenix has a, uh, a gateway on their website that asks if you voted for Joe Biden or not. And if you click yes, it sends you to Joe Biden's gun plan. If you click no, you can enter the website. So there was some <laughs> viral traffic for that. But every time I, I promote Phoenix, a few people email me and say, Hey, I wanted some ammo. I went to the website. They're out. Yes. Yeah. That is because production, as you know, whether you go to your local ammo store, wherever you're going, as soon as stuff is on the shelves, it's gone. And that's true with Phoenix, just like any other ammo manufacturer. So what that means is you got to be on top of the notifications if you're looking for ammunition. So if you're in the market, you want ammo, head on over to phoenixammo.com. That's F-E-N-I-X ammo.com. 
and uh, scroll down to the bottom. You can see there's a newsletter at the bottom. You'll get the updates there straight to your inbox. So you know when the ammo is going to become available. Uh, or you can follow on Twitter. That's at Phoenix Ammo. Phoenix with an F again at Phoenix Ammunition on Twitter. You'll get notifications there about when the ammo becomes available. And then when you know it's coming, set yourself an alarm because you can't you can't delay. Uh, this last week they had. 100,000 nine millimeter rounds and 115 grain gone in two minutes. 100,000 nine millimeter, uh, 147 grain gone in three minutes. So oh God. you got to be on it. That's the point. Set yourself a reminder, be on it. And hopefully you leave yourself just enough time when you type in all your information to use promo code ML Christensen or uh, MC listener. Sorry, promo code MC listener. Don't want to do Don't it. Don't mess wrong. it up. It'll be too late by the time. I've already delayed too long and they've already messed up their order. Promo code MC listener for five percent off your ammunition order uh from phoenix so uh good luck in your ammo quests and uh of course you can find everything you need from phoenix plus the rest of our friendly listener owned businesses including uh charity swipes hero soap company sonoran defense and more over at mattchristiansonmedia.com slash deals deals for listeners by listeners we had a meetup yet again in melbourne I always want to pronounce it correctly. It's Melbourne, Florida, but it's Melbourne in Victoria in Australia. Look at those good looking people. I I should have zoomed in the photo a little bit more. It was apparently a birthday party for listener Jeffrey. And there's a dozen or so people who gathered. The reason I didn't is because I was I was uh, perplexed why all the chairs were up. Did they close down this place? Did they sneak into a place for an illegal Melbourne gathering? I bet they closed it down. Not quite clear. But uh, I'm glad you guys had fun. Happy birthday to Jeffrey. And of course, if you're looking to find listeners in your area, you can do that on the website as well. com slash community. A couple pieces of house cleaning before we get to the news. Uh, Google Podcasts. Thank you guys uh, for emailing me this week. They had some issue where they were not updating our podcast feed. You couldn't find the latest episodes of the show. What? Supposedly it's fixed now. It looks like it's working. Uh, so if you're a Google Podcast listener and it's still missing, send me an email. Um, but in any case, some of those feeds get weird sometimes and they don't always work. So if you think there was a Sunday show and you're not seeing it show up, uh, unless we are dead or one of us got married or one of us had a child, um, we're probably not missing a Sunday show. So you can always check the website to find the latest episode. And even the having having the child thing, I still managed to make it the next week. I know. I know. There was only one Sunday missed on Blonde's part. For birthing an actual child. So you know the Sunday show is going to be around. How is it even possible? I was in the hospital for a week. I, I think, what day of the week did you give birth? I can't remember. Wasn't it like a Thursday or a Friday? I I don't know. Yeah, it must have just Something like fallen that. on one Sunday show. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, or actually a couple things. So I mentioned Streamlabs is like broken or is is messed up right now. Uh, you know, one fro- problem fixed with uh, Google, another arises with Streamlabs. They just like they just deleted my Streamlabs page. You try to go to the yeah. old Streamlabs page. It's 404. It's not there. So I got in touch with Streamlabs today and said, what the hell is the problem? They said, don't know. We'll look into it. And I said, well, I stream at uh, 7 p.m. my time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've been using Streamlabs for a while. And they said, ah, probably not fixed by then. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. So I set up a backup Streamlabs account that should be functional. You can use that and I can monitor the chats there for the stream tonight. Anyway, thanks for patience with uh, the various forms of technology that I'll have to work for this to come together. And then since we have this Streamlabs issue, we're not going to make any super chat changes tonight. Uh, we will uh, we will put that off uh, another week and perhaps Blonde and I will make some 
announcements about our super chat plan next week at this time. Anyway, into the actual news, or at least something like that. It is Valentine's Day, of course, and uh, that means journalists will be swooned by the love of their lives. Joe Biden and journalists were fawning at the White House lawn uh, this week on Friday over Jill Biden's Valentine's Day decorations and Joe's uh, hardly understandable story of their love. Here was what that looked like. Valentine's Day is a big day. Jill's favorite day. For real. What inspired you to do this? I just wanted some, you know, joy. First year of vice president. I know you guys in the press walked out of the executive office building. I walked into my office and every single pane of the vice president's office. You see those panes? They're good. Three, six, nine, eighteen panes in each they window. They got hairy legs on those window panes. Whatever. kind of paint the kids put on poster boards. Put a heart and said, "Joe loves Jill." None of them said, "Joe loves Joe." They said, "Joe loves Jill." How do you extend that love story to the American people that are feeling so down right now, so discouraged? <laughs> Tell them there is hope. There's hope. We just have to stay strong. So we hope this lifted your spirits. <laughs> next time, bring us coffee too. <laughs> I'll bring the donuts next Friday if you come back. Okay. <laughs> I tell you what, I apologize here. I didn't. I didn't have a taste. I, I didn't even. I didn't even have a taste. Here, come on. I promise you. I, I'm going to get in trouble. I don't have my mask. I give you my word. I didn't have any. Well, thank okay. you. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> fuck is he wearing so it, i guess yeah i was gonna say it uh his leather jacket looks like he's retirement home negan i would say i, I <laughs> does he wear this frequently i've never seen it before i don't know maybe i've missed it but hey good news uh it's safe to share drinks again joe biden says he didn't drink out of that coffee cup but uh that still seems like a coronavirus vi- violation oh plus God. the reporter not wearing a mask in close contact with an elderly person how irresponsible he is elderly. God, he just constantly looks like he doesn't know what's going on. I, I don't even know what story he was trying to tell there. What? Something about how in the old vice president's office, these kids put up signs in the window that say Joe loves Jill, but they never put up Jill loves Joe because Joe loves Jill more than Jill loves Joe. I, I don't understand. I Seriously speaking, I thought this moment was pretty interesting because, of course, we have these signs in the lawn that are all these heart signs for Valentine's Day. Hope, healing, unity. It it just goes to show we have such an appetite for these meaningless gestures like this, for this inclusive language and this loving display, as opposed to actual meaningful progress for the American people. Where's the sign that says um, thousand jobs lost or 11,000 yeah. jobs lost to the Keystone Pipeline? Where's the sign that talks about how thousands and thousands of people died from coronavirus this week and now it's on Joe Biden's watch. So that doesn't count. Yeah. If you're if you're a Keystone Pipeline worker who whose job is now deleted, are you supposed to feel bad? Feel good about the the hearts on the lawn of the of the White House? Our our journalist class seems to think so. Anyway, uh, if Joe didn't win you over with that display of love and affection, here's another one he uh, might get you on. He's he's coming to take your guns as well, or at least uh, he wants to make it harder for you to acquire and maintain them. Today, of course, is the three-year anniversary of the Parkland shooting. And, Jeez, are uh, you serious? I know. I know. Yeah, I've been following the saga of David Hogg's uh, pillow company as well. He's calling it Good Pillow. They, they thought creatively. This is really happening? Time. Yes. <laughs> Supposedly. David Hogg's Good Pillow coming soon. 
But yeah, it's the three year anniversary of the uh, Parkland shooting. And so Joe is asking Congress to strengthen gun laws, including mandatory background checks for all gun sales. So that would mean including private uh, sales within a state. So let's say you are a father and son who live in Idaho and father wants to pass down a gun to son. Uh, that potentially would require you to visit one of Joe's federally licensed dealers and submit to Joe's federal paperwork and federal background checks and submit uh, fees, federal fees to Joe and all that. Um, now, who knows? Maybe they'll make a family exception. None of this is set in stone. But in general, what they're talking about is regulating private sales within a state that states have jurisdiction over and not all states require a background check for. Um, Biden also wants a so-called assault weapons ban, like the 94 assault weapons ban, presumably, and uh, a federal ban on so-called high capacity magazines. In other words, uh, standard capacity magazines that come with your Glock or your AR rifle or whatever you may buy. Uh, good luck with that, considering there are millions of these things in possession. And uh, if you've ever handled one of these standard capacity magazines, they are made of plastic and springs. Some of them are not all of them are plastic. Many of them are. Um, but if you think you're going to ban plastic and springs and that will never get into the hands of ruthless killers, uh, good luck. I don't trust yeah, Joe really. to keep me safe from them, but okay. <sighs> worst of all, though, because all of this is uh, all of this is more obvious stuff. The worst piece of what he's proposing for, for gun control stuff is a provision of the bill or provision of his proposal to hold gun manufacturers liable for gun violence committed with their guns. So it's how how yeah. could you ever justify that in any other industry? Yeah, imagine that. Imagine that in um in a, in a car context where someone gets in a Ford and drives drunk down the street and kills a person and now that person's family can sue Ford because of right. the drunk driver. And that makes sense if the manufacturer had a defect in the product like for some reason the gas pedal stuck to the floor and rammed people killed them that way. But that's not what we're talking about with the gun stuff. It's not as though uh, Glock had an error in the manufacturing that caused it to shoot a bunch of rounds into a crowd. You're talking about someone picked up the Glock and shot people. Jeez. And now Glock is responsible. So this stuff is not about banning guns. This is sneaky stuff because what this is, is imposing so much liability on the manufacturers that it's just not economical to produce firearms and so you can right. effectively ban them by stopping the production until we all get 3d printers and we just make fgc nines which is the future anyway but of course we would do that entirely if any eight to our atf listener obviously we would all do that manufactured for self purposes legally we would never exchange them we would never sell them none of that of course we'd follow all federal firearms laws in such a process there was a uh Somewhat of a Valentine's Day scandal for the president, too. Um, Going to get tougher for uh, Jen Psaki to circle back without the assistance of her. Did you say circle back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Repurposing <laughs> that, guys. You suck at this joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, now one of her top assistants has resigned, though. Uh, Deputy Press Secretary TJ Ducklow yesterday resigned, expressing regret, embarrassment, and disgust for his behavior. This after Ducklow threatened to, quote, destroy Politico reporter Tara Palmieri. Palmieri had called Ducklow's girlfriend, Alexi McCammond, to discuss their romantic relationship. So press secretary assistant guy is dating some reporter. Some other reporter calls him to ask about what that's about. 
and he gets all pissed off and says he's going to destroy her. Ducklow, this assistant uh, press secretary, also accused the reporter of focusing on the story because she was, quote, jealous of a man in the past who wanted to, quote, fuck his now girlfriend rather than her. He also accused Palmieri of being, quote, jealous of his relationship with his girlfriend. So this is so petty. It's all uh, weird love triangle drama stuff. It's we make jokes about the Biden White House and the media being in bed together. They literally are. And they're fighting about it. That's what this demonstrates. And then the last uh, brief story I have is. Uh, if you do you remember that story last summer with that old man in Buffalo who was vaguely, pushed- but I never would have remembered if this wasn't in the notes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I remember the reason I remember this story. If you, if you guys forget, this was the old man. There was some kind of protest in Buffalo. The cops are advancing with a line. They're saying, move back, move back. And this old man just stands there until eventually they push him over. Mm. And he was bleeding from his ear, as you can kind of see in this photo in the daily caller here, there's a little pool below his ear. And there was a lot of speculation on the internet at the time that that whole thing was staged. That was, uh, that was a hoax that the, the old man essentially had like some fake blood squirter hooked up to his ear and it was all staged to make the cops look bad. I don't know much about that. So I'm not that I'm not deep in the, uh, the tinfoil on this one. So maybe there's something to it. I don't know, but that's the reason I remember this. The reason the story's back in the news though, is because a grand jury has looked at it and maybe they saw the fake blood squirter and that's why they decided not to indict the two police officers. There were two police officers who uh, potentially faced felony assault charges, but the grand jury opted not to really not to press charges. Yeah. I guess I'm not that surprised. There's not a lot of detail in this story. Cause I was curious about the, the detail. Why or the reasoning? Why? Cause uh, on its face, just on a surface level, that one looked kind of bad. Like they just shoved an old man backward and he fell and hit his head on the concrete. It was yeah, not a good look yeah. at first glance. That said, I know when we talked about it on the show, there was pushback in our audience because there were some details that we missed that helped to explain that scene. And apparently the grand jury must have seen it the same way. Yeah. So those uh, cops will not be uh, charged. But at the time when they were uh, initially charged or when the, when the, um, when the case was initially made against them and they were arrested, uh, some 60 police officers resigned from the Buffalo police department crowd control unit, m- making that effectively useless. So there was huge police reaction to that, um, which implies to me that we're, there's something that we're not seeing that makes it pretty clear that, that the charges should not be happening. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right, into the real news. Um, if you, This if, is the real news of the week. That's so depressing. God, this was and, so anticlimactic. I, uh, it was just last week we were talking about how the impeachment trial had not yet taken its full shape. There were still some details to be ironed out before the trial was set to begin Monday and Tuesday. And now it's uh, Sunday of the next week, and we're already talking about how it's over. So if you blinked, you missed it. Uh, Trump has been acquitted again. So Monday was the Senate debating about whether or not it's even constitutional to have an impeachment trial for an ex-president. They decided it was, and they proceeded. And then Tuesday and Wednesday were the prosecution's case. Thursday and Friday were for the defense. And yesterday, the Senate closed up shop voting to acquit Trump. Unlike the last time around, though, there was actually a majority of senators this time voting to convict 57 voting guilty 43 voting not guilty seven republicans this time broke rank 
uh, and voted for uh, conviction. Your usual suspects of Romney, Murkowski, and Collins, but also Sass, Cassidy, Burr, and Toomey. Uh, and some of these senators, specifically I'm thinking of uh, Cassidy, maybe others here, voted a few weeks ago that impeaching an ex-president was unconstitutional. Now they flipped. Cassidy said he was persuaded by the House impeachment manager's case that it is constitutional to to have a trial for an ex-president. He must have been persuaded on their case that Trump, in fact, incited the erection or insurrection, depending on who you ask. So that is where the vote broke down. Um, this, of course, is going nowhere for its own sake, at least. Uh, a majority of, of Republicans believe the process was illegitimate. And beyond that, the uh, as we've discussed, the incitement standard that was used in this case was so broad, it would implicate virtually anyone who talks politics, yeah. including us on the show. So the prosecution never bothered to call any witnesses. And impeachment manager Eric Swalwell said it would have been pointless to do so because even if Democrats called God herself to testify (laughs) against Trump, (laughs) Republicans uh, wouldn't have been persuaded. And yes, I quoted that directly. Here's Eric Swalwell referencing God herself. Do we chase those people not knowing what they're going to say to the courts for years or do we go forward with a powerful thundering case that we have and also knowing that Mitch McConnell was already telling us that he believed the challenge was a jurisdictional one. So we could have called God herself and the Republicans weren't going to be willing to convict. So we're proud of the case we put forward. Oh, man. You feel empowered by Eric? So empowered. Great. That was actually the weirdest thing about that segment. I thought listening to it, I thought I heard something strange. So I went back and enhanced the audio a little bit. Tell me if you can hear this. He believed the challenge was a jurisdictional one. So we could have called God herself and the Republicans weren't going to be willing to convict. So did you catch that? I got it. I thought maybe I was a little hearing something, but there's something weird in there. Uh, actually, uh, note on the production, that is the actual noise in the original fart game. That was just repurposed. Was it a mug? Was it a fart? Uh, the jury's. The jury's still out on that one. Uh, they're still not done, though, as I mentioned. Uh, if you thought that this was over, if you thought that Democrats maybe are finally done going after a guy that, according to their own case, Americans overwhelmingly rejected at the ballot box, or at least rejected with their very legitimate, not at all fraudulent mail-in votes at three in the morning, carried in by van and by suitcase and all that. Nothing to see here, Susan. That's all clearly uh, square and nothing suspicious about it at all. But that's their story. If that's your story, you'd think, uh, yeah, okay, we, we got a political, we have some political capital. We got a political mandate. Let's move on and start fixing issues that Americans care about. No, they, they have to keep going after Trump. He's their North star. Yeah. He what are they going to do without him? They, they have nothing. So they'll never quit him. And, uh, after the trial Democrats and, and some Republicans too are now saying they want a nine 11 style commission, a nine 11 style investigation into January 6th. And House impeachment managers and Senate Democrats have been talking about that on the Sunday shows this morning. But even Lindsey Graham said with Chris Wallace this morning, quote, we need a 9-11 commission to find out what happened and make sure it never happens again. And I want to make sure that the capital footprint can be better defended next time. So just to be clear, Congress will be studying how best to defend itself while also studying how to take away your defenses. Those are the plans for the coming weeks in Congress. And maybe you get a uh, $1,400 check for your troubles. Just, you know, don't buy a gun with it because that's banned. Unbelievable, man. I can't believe 
uh, who are the people? Presumably half the country looks at this and thinks, yeah, yeah, more investigations. Uh, this is a great use of my tax dollars. They must. Yeah. I have fewer and fewer tax dollars because my job has been half deleted. If but not I'm going to get those deleted. Corona bucks. So it's OK. They need to investigate more. Uh, like, Who are these people? But apparently they're voting in the millions, 80 million strong people voting for that. Uh, and then uh, it, and don't think that the capital is going to return to any sort of normalcy either. Don't think the military occupation of our capital is going anywhere. An internal email published by a local Fox station this week says that the National Guard might be president uh, present in D.C. through the fall. Basically, the entire year in this email, uh, Assistant Defense Secretary Robert Salasis wrote, quote, if it's not possible to sustain at the current level with National Guard personnel, we need to establish the number of National Guard personnel uh, we can sustain for an extended period, at least through fall 2021, at least through fall. That is a long time. And understand additional options for providing uh, Department of Defense support to include use of reserve personnel as well as active component. So we're just going to keep guys on deployment domestically for uh, probably the whole year because the freeness and the fairness of this election is so obvious it must be enforced at gunpoint. Amazing. Amazing. This is I remember just <laughs> half a year ago when there was talk maybe we ought to deploy the National Guard to Portland to stop some of this shit. And maybe people we freaked sh- out about it. Oh yeah, that's uh that's dictator stuff. That's uh yeah, that you might as well have Kim Jong Un in office if that was the case. Now it's just going to be the norm. So, as I mentioned, I wanted to get into the, the impeachment stuff I don't care. About. I'm not going to go through the case of the of the house managers and the case of the defense. We know all the arguments. We heard them all. We made them all. It's done. Moving on. Everyone knew it was going to end that way. I want to back up a little bit to the premise of this entire thing, because in I, I, I made a video about this. And, and if you're interested in the detail, please go check that out. But just really quickly, because I think this is so important that I want people to understand the details here. The house managers, um, pre-trial memo said with a citation and explicitly specifically Brian Sicknick, the Capitol police officer was beaten to death by Capitol rioters with a fire extinguisher. That claim was made as recently as 10 days ago when they were filing this pretrial memo. And we've, we've wondered on this show for a long time, well, what the hell happened with Brian Sicknick? Cause there's not really a lot of good evidence to support right. this idea. Lo and behold, people looked into it this week and thank you guys for emailing me this stuff, but I want people to understand the quick facts uh, just so we know that the fire extinguisher story is complete bullshit. Bullshit. Brian Sicknick was not rushed to the hospital from the Capitol. He went back to the Capitol police office after the riot. How do we know that? Because he was texting his brother that night saying he was fine, that he was pepper sprayed, but in good shape. Now, if you were clubbed with a fire extinguisher and you have an open head wound, you're probably not saying, oh, yeah, it's cool. I just got pepper sprayed. Other than that, I'm good. Then something happened to him at the office building. It's believed to be a stroke or some sort of blood clot. Then he's totally unrelated. Who knows? Could be be some freak pre-existing medical condition. Their new theory is that the pepper spray caused it because. Are you serious? Who's saying that? That's what uh, investigators quoted in a CNN piece are saying. And I was looking at this and apparently I found I've seen some medical sources that say pepper spray inhalation can cause elevated blood pressure, which can cause 
heart attacks, strokes. Still, that yeah, seems really everything freakish. Everything can cause elevated blood pressure. Yeah, that seems really freakish if that's what happened. But that's what they're going with. Not only that, but the medical report has not been published. It, it is apparently out there, but medical investigative sources speaking with CNN say that there is no sign or was no sign of blunt trauma on Brian Sicknick's body. And medical examiners simply don't believe the fire extinguisher claims. So bottom line, the fire extinguisher story was total bullshit, never happened. Circumstances of Sicknick's death are almost certainly not murder in the way that we've been presented. And for that reason, this weekend, the New York Times has redacted that original claim or at least applied this editor's note to it saying that more information has has emerged, uh, causing people to question the initial reports on the cause of death uh, that the New York Times had reported. And you go to the Democrats pre-trial memo you go to all the narratives about this for the last few weeks the essentially the single source for this fire extinguisher claim was an anonymous source quoted in the new york times that's, that's it. it so for the new york times to retract or at least question that information erases as far as i understand all of the evidence that there was any sort of fire extinguisher clubbing of brian sicknick and there is video of uh the cra- of of rioters maga guys throwing a fire extinguisher at a group of police a generic but they were they weren't able to identify any of the police right they they, they previously speculated that that was sicknick but now that's known not to be true because investigators say they had that's weeks old and investigators are telling cnn we have not been able to identify the moment that sicknick was hit they don't have yeah. video of that it doesn't exist it's not that video or at least if it does exist nobody's seen it yet so now that the New York Times has retracted, that's gone. That's off the table. Keep in mind, like I said, Democrat, the House impeachment managers were making this claim definitively leading into the impeachment trial. If the New York Times retracts, the only source in the Democrats pretrial memo is the New York Times. The New York Times retracts. Will Democrats retract? I won't hold my breath. <laughs> no. When was the last time they did? I doubt it. I don't have that sounder handy, but uh, I doubt it. And there there was a great piece by Matt Walsh over at the Daily Wire explaining what we know about the other deaths. What what detail do we have here? Yeah. OK, so out, out of seven deaths, I was under the impression it was six. The seventh death I, I hadn't even heard I guess of. six the, plus sicknick. Is it the new suicide that they're adding to the it list? It was sicknick, two police suicides. Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. And I guess there were three. Okay, so and it's got four civilians here: Benjamin Phillips, Ashley Babbitt, Roseanne Boylan, and Kevin Greeson. So three police, right. four civilians. Okay, so as for the civilian deaths tied to the riot, we know their names are Benjamin Phillips, Ashley Babbitt, who we know about, Roseanne Boylan, and Kevin Greeson. It was reported by Chief Conti immediately after the riot that three of the victims, Philip Phillips. Boyland and Greason died from separate medical emergencies. I remember at the time, you know, you, you mentioned this to me the other day. I'm really proud that we didn't fall for any of this bullshit. I don't, I don't like to do a lot of back padding, but I, we've, we've been questioning this the entire time and I'm glad that we didn't grant it as automatically true. Greason's family later confirmed that he had high blood pressure and died of a heart attack in the midst of the excitement. That's what they said. Hmm. Um, even fewer details have been given about Benjamin Phillips' death, but we do know that he suffered a stroke at some point on January 6th and died later in the hospital. So random okay. stroke. So it's, there's a lot of stroke and heart attack and blood pressure things. But how many people were at the Capitol? Thousands. 
Like, was it 5,000? It's got, I mean, you can see in the picture, there's a lot. I, I don't know how many it is, but thousands and thousands of people. Where's my. Let's see. 7,500 people die go. in America a day. Yeah. So you have to think in a group of. Does anybody in the live chat have an exact number on that? But let's call, let's say 5,000 in a group of 5,000 people that a few of them are going to die on that day. Yeah, that would assume that the group was demographically representative as far as age and stuff, which may not be yeah. true, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, or I, they're going on this pepper spray theory, but I, I wonder they make a point about excitement too. given a chaotic environment with that many people. That's got to play some element if you're just shocked, surprised, you could have heart attacks or other blood pressure issues just from the chaos of the scene, not even a pepper spray cause or any. I don't know. I don't like to get too speculative with medical stuff because that's outside any sort of uh, serious knowledge that I have. But it's just not a lot of asking the important questions on these issues. And clearly even so the one the one lady. Who appeared to have a death that was more directly tied to the riot would have been this woman who was supposedly trampled. But even that's not clear. No, uh, they said or Matt Walsh said. Um, it was initially reported by the media that Boyland was trampled to death. This would certainly qualify unquestionably as a death caused directly by the riot. Yet a more in-depth examination of her death in the New York Times shows that she collapsed while amid a flood of people near the Capitol building. So, so that wasn't even her cause of death. People in the live chat are saying there were 100 to 200,000 people. in. I could believe it. I mean, it was a massive humanity, no doubt. Well, then, then naturally some people are going to die. Yeah. That day, I mean, when you're talking about in the in the general vicinity and over the period of 24 to 48 hours. Well, that's the thing that all this language like this flood of people near the Capitol building. So where was she? I mean, was she on Capitol grounds? Was she getting a coffee at a nearby cafe? What, What does that mean? It's this lack of specifics. It's the total Corona treatment of this entire thing. Any death that can plausibly be assigned to it will be, and we'll just move on because we want the yeah. biggest number we could possibly claim. And then never follow up on it in the media. Just state that it was caused by by the Capitol riot and, and, and then just refuse to follow up on it. And that's the thing that gets me about the sicknick stuff. And I'm kicking myself for not having dug into this more seriously myself prior. Um, I should have, but, you know, I am just one man. All the, all the information on the sicknick stuff. That was that's information that was sourced January 7th, January 8th. It's not information that just broke February 10th. It's all been sitting out there in different pieces on the Internet. Just people have finally started to piece it together. So props to them. I should have been I should have been on that quicker. But it's just so frustrating that the only people with minds curious enough to do this are generally small operation people. Mm-hmm. it's not the big media conglomerates that have the resources to actually find these facts most e- easily that have any interest in doing so. Ugh. Anyway. Okay. So that's where we stand on impeachment and, um, and the, uh, and the capital raid. We will of course, uh, update the factual information on all of this stuff. If more comes out, Got some um, brief Corona stories. We could probably hop into those before we take a break here. I think I I wanted to be brief with this one because we've been talking about this Andrew Cuomo nursing home scandal for weeks, but now there's a new piece of evidence this week. Yeah. They're saying it's a leak. It doesn't sound like it's too much of a leak. I suppose it's not like somebody's text messages or something. Um, But this Mr. Rosa told a group of top lawmakers on Wednesday during a call to address the nursing home situation. So it was a conference call basically 
Uh, quote, basically, we froze after being asked last summer for information by the Trump administration's Department of Justice. At the time, the governor's office was simultaneously facing requests from state legislator for similar information. And this is a direct quote from Miss DeRosa. Uh, we were in a position where we weren't sure if what we were going to to give to the Department of Justice um, or what we give to you guys and what we start saying was going to be used against us. And we weren't sure if there was going to be an investigation. So she was like, we didn't know what to tell you because we didn't know uh, what lie would incriminate us. So <laughs> yeah. we said nothing. Yeah, that sounds like a cover up. Yeah. Um, it doesn't even sound like it is a specific description of a cover up. This picture, I, I was thinking for some reason that maybe she and Cuomo were on the call together, but I don't, that's not the case. It was just her, mm -hmm. right? Just her and other lawmakers. Yeah. So Andrew Cuomo mostly just stays hush hush about this sort of thing. But, uh, but yeah, the greatest governor in the country on coronavirus, the Emmy award winning hero of, uh, putting grandma, uh, putting uh, Corona infected grandmas back to uh, back into the nursing home to infect other grandmas and reclassifying the dead grandmas at the hospital. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo. It's incredible. Uh, well, another, um, another story uh, in coronavirus world, it's become increasingly speculated that coronavirus was either a leak or perhaps even an intentional release from the Wuhan lab in China. And there's several factors in that there's, the the virus's origin just the and just the proximity to the lab in Wuhan there is um there's some evidence that the virus is artificial in its structure though that's disputed and of course I'm not of an elite scientific mind to explain that to you but that there are people who are debating that I know that's for sure and um as Mike Pompeo recently described there were lab scientists in Wuhan who had the virus in say fall of 2019 like that's right. Late yeah. third quarter, yeah. 2019. And that was months before the rest of the world. So how do the people yeah. in the Wuhan lab have the virus before anyone ever even knows about the virus? Interesting timing. So that was the position of the uh, secretary of state before he left office. That was as recently as January 16th, 2021. Hey, I think the virus came from uh, the Wuhan lab. But there's no better piece of evidence that the virus came from the Wuhan lab than the World Health Organization saying the virus did not come from the Wuhan lab. The World <laughs> Health Organization is now saying that coronavirus most likely originated in animals and spread to humans. And they dismissed this lab leak theory. So they're not really going with the bat soup thing. That was the original explanation, though. There is the the theory is something close to that the uh, this dr peter ben embarek who is the world health organization's lead investigator on this team says that his researchers have found evidence of wider covid circulation outside the uh the huanan huanan i don't know my chinese huanan uh, seafood uh, market last month i don't know my chinese pronunciation but we'll go with that so he's saying, yeah, we saw it in uh, we saw coronavirus in a seafood market way before anything else. So that leads us to believe it was transmitted from animals. But this language here is interesting. He, a CNBC report says he's describing the findings of nearly a month of meetings and site visits as, quote, a work in progress. Well, how is a work in progress at least mostly conclusive about the origin? That sounds to me like you started with the conclusion and you're searching for evidence to support it or outright fabricating the evidence to support it. But of course, uh, Susan, I would never question the infinite wisdom of the World Health Organization. They are my Lord and Savior. They died for my sins. I uh, I worship them each and every uh, each and every day I live on this earth. 
Say a prayer for, for the who every morning. <laughs> of course. The, uh, the CDC, meanwhile, the, the joke has become a reality. Uh, merely, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were laughing at the calls for double masking on the Today Show. Yet here's the CDC finally uh, officially recommending it in, their, in the do's section of their do and don'ts uh, coronavirus advice. They say wear one disposable mask underneath a cloth mask. And uh, there, there is, of course, absolutely no science to back up this new recommendation, but you are to follow the science nonetheless. The science they claim supports it is CDC's, the CDC's own research, and it's not really about double masking so much as it is the tightness of the mask fit. That's the new talking what? point. So the idea is your mask fits tighter if you wear two of them. And how do they know this? Because the CDC used dummies to study tight mask wearing or even double mask wearing on these dummies. And they found that um, that the spread of of infectious aerosols decreased by about 95 percent when both dummies were wearing tightly fitted masks. How would they how? I think they made dummies that can expel aerosolized virus particles. I don't know what they did. The point is they are building weird breathing Corona dummies in a lab and using that quote unquote science to tell you how to live your life. They're not studying real people living out real life situations. The trouble is when you do that, you step outside the laboratory periodic reminder. There is exactly one randomized controlled AKA scientific study of Mask wearing and coronavirus, it was 6,000 people in Denmark. Those were real people living real lives, not weird lab dummies at the CDC headquarters. What did they find? No matter how the researchers sliced and diced their data, they could not find a strong signal that the volunteers in the mask group were more protected than the counterparts in the control group. And I don't I don't revisit this story so much to worship it as gospel. It's just, it, it bears emphasis. This is the sole study on real people in real life, not lab dummies. Yeah weird lab dummies who don't get infected by the virus. So you have to adjust your life accordingly. And other ways, hoax hoax. <laughs> the, only the political reaction, Susan, the, the virus is very real. Follow all world health organization and CDC. Triple guidance. mask, quadruple mask. Yeah. Just cut off your head. I love the memes, the gifts of Fauci with just the, the masks, just, just <laughs> extending out of his face. The entire box just keeps growing. Oh my God. But um, that's not the only way to study mask effectiveness on real people in real life. There's um, there's a group called uh, uh, what are they called? Rational. I want to shout them out properly. What's uh, what's the name? Um, Rational ground, rational ground. They've they're a kind of an independent research group that's been looking at the effectiveness of mask mandates and mask wearing. They have a lot of interesting data pieces. This is one of their analysts posting earlier today. There's another way to look at mask effectiveness. Just look at the rates of hospitalizations or cases or deaths in states and try to get some assessment of what the mask policies are in those states. Here's six states, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Missouri, Ohio, West Virginia. Geographically different, different in terms of policy uh, as far as uh, lockdowns, restrictions, mask wearing and what do you notice about the curves this is this is per capita hospitalizations over the last x amount of weeks almost identical almost there doesn't matter what you do in terms of lockdown or masks you get functionally the same curve affecting the same amount of people per capita but follow the science make sure that you double triple mask and i there were so many good jokes this week about this 
A lot of people still do, though. And there were jokes this week about next soon the double mask Karens are going to be going after the single maskers. The single maskers will be yesterday's no maskers. No, people don't care about the science. Oh, oh, I, I see. I'm trying to reason with people constantly, but there's it's it's pointless. It's a pointless endeavor because this is an emotional thing for them. Yeah, it's um, it it, it is it is theatrical. It's performative. Yeah. I saw. I realized the clip was old, so I didn't prep it for the show. But I saw someone shared on Twitter. There was a DOJ press conference sometime last year, 2020. Mm-hmm. And there's a DOJ person, a DOJ official. There's a camera angle where you can see him behind the stage, and then you can see his podium on the stage. He's he's backstage. He walks up to the curtain. He puts his mask on. He walks 10 feet out onto the stage to the podium, takes the mask off. Because the cameras were on him. That's it. It's performative. It is a it is a virtue signaling. Uh, It's it's a virtue signal to make to tell everyone how great of a person you are. But it is also a club to wield against the noncompliant. It's uh, I know we talk about it all the time, but like. And when you go to the grocery store and stuff, you're not wearing a mask. I can still feel the heat of a select few people <laughs> glaring at me. And I'm like, well, try it. <laughs> yeah, well, let's get in go a fight. Go for it. Yeah. But they never do. They always pick fights. Um, they, Nobody picks a fight with me. And they might pick a fight with my wife. We'll get to that in a moment. But it's usually it's usually men picking on women. That's the phenomenon that's going on. Bizarre. No, I, women women get in there, too. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's rarely men picking fights with other men over masks. It's not that common as far as I can tell. Sometimes women might pick a fight with a guy because they don't think that the guy is going to defend himself. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, okay. I, I can understand that, yeah. Regardless, we're going to keep pushing this garbage and uh, policing it on each other more than the, more aggressively than the state actually polices it on us in most cases. Last weekend at the Super Bowl, CNN reporter Randy Kay reported about how she's double masking because she's so afraid of uh, everyone walking around in Tampa without masks. And she talks about how she called the police to ask why they aren't intervening with all these people not wearing masks. There's a lot of concern here, Fred, hence my double mask that I'm wearing. Just take a look at this. This is a huge amount of people, hundreds of people in the street, and you can see uh, most of them are not even wearing masks. I gave a call to Tampa police to ask them what's going on with all these people that are out and about and not wearing masks because there is a mask mandate in the city of Tampa. You can see from the pictures and the video uh, that we have that people are just not paying much attention to that mask mandate. You're supposed to be fined up to $500. So I asked the Tampa police how many citations have been issued. What do you want to say in response to this? What's being done about it? Because a lot of people are upset about it. Oh, a lot of people are upset. What a dumb bitch. Like me, I'm very upset. Oh, God, it's so weak. Be cool, Karen. Recall uh, that CNN was uh, policing masks on the slopes of uh, Mount Hood Ski Bowl on New Year's Eve as well. But good for Florida for doing what they want. That's the only way this ends. And I'm glad that she I'm glad she feels uncomfortable. I'm glad she feels like a weirdo out there. (laughs) She should just stop paying attention to these people. Live your life. Make her feel weird. The only way that could have been better is if people stood behind her and mocked her. And, and she should be not not because she disagrees or has a different view, but because she's trying to make sure that everyone living their life receives a five hundred dollar fine for doing so. I don't care if she wants to wear a stupid double mask. Fine. Yeah, that's weird to me. But you do you. I'm not going to try to get you fined for doing it. So how about you don't do that to me? And I'm glad she called the cops and the cops apparently were like, 
what do you want, bitch? Like, uh, <laughs> it's it's the Super Bowl. What do you want? Yeah, be cool. Yeah, she's got to have someone else do her work for her. Which I guess, um, you know, uh, if I had to give this next guy any credit, it's that he did the work himself. I guess there was another <laughs> viral public mask encounter this week too. This time it was at an unidentified Costco, and this hero man gets on his phone unfortunately he never shows himself on camera i'm very curious what he looks like not that it's really relevant i just i just want to know just very curious so this hero guy gets on his phone to harass and shame a middle-aged woman and her elderly mother uh, mother in a scooter who are less sympathetic than you may think Uh, uh, about the woman you think I don't know. Everybody in this. I kind of hated everyone, but I don't know if I'm supposed to. I I don't hate the mom in the scooter. I I have no problem with that. But the two arguing, I don't know. I'm just annoyed with everybody. Here's the exchange. Say cheese. You're in Costco not wearing your mask, refusing to wear your mask. Yes. Call the police. And here's her mother. Can you call your manager? Sorry? Can you call her your manager? He's taking pictures of me because I have a way for the... I haven't had a moment to put my mask on. You can put it on right now, ma'am. You're shaming me. I'm not going to do that for you. You should be ashamed. I'll do that when I'm ready to do You should be ashamed. It's ridiculous to shame people. Don't you have anything better to do? No, not right now. I don't. Do you understand science? Science? Maybe better than you do. Maybe. Apparently, I'm the one protecting other people by wearing a mask. Are you? Well, great. Pull out, pull out your ID. I want to see. I want to see your credentials. You've already been told multiple like times to put on your mask by me and employees. Thank you very much. I try. I take my my health and the health of others very seriously. It's Costco company policy that everyone wear a mask in the store. What a dick. Yeah. But this lady also, I was kind of like, oh, you're a doctor. I I shouldn't assume, but I'm going to speculate Jill Biden doctor, that kind of doctor, something like that. I don't know. That woman teaches history or something. For all I know, brain surgeon. You know, I'll be fair, but I don't think so. I mean, first of all, the guy, as we were just talking about, what are the chances he does this with men? I think probably zero. You think he approaches guys? And does that he's a major pussy and he doesn't want to start any fights with anybody. It's all about female liberation and empowerment. Unless this woman does that, then it's about control. But um, but to this woman, um, it's not just the fact that I'm skeptical of her physician credentials thrown in the face of other people. It's this it's it's this this woman circle thing. Yeah. It, it, um, I, I, the day you do that to me is the end of our working relationship. (laughs) If you you start doing this, drawing a circle around my face as you lecture me, uh, then, then I'm out. It just, I, it just seems like she's trying to granted. I'm much more sympathetic with her position because she was aggressed upon. She was, but it seems like she's ready and stuff too, which I'm, it, it, it seems like she's trying to flex weirdly on him too. I don't know that that just kind of bugged me, although I should probably be more fair to her. Like if someone pulled this bullshit on me, I'd I'd probably say unkind things. So I'm sure I wouldn't handle myself perfectly either. OK, yeah. All right. She wins. I just, Definitely. I just kind of hated her, too. I'm like, I, I watch this and I'm like, the only winner in this is the lady in the wheelchair. He said <laughs> yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> God. 
what uh, what I, I couldn't find who this was. I looked and I, could, I also couldn't find the Costco that this happened at. So I, I don't have a lot of specific information, unfortunately. You know what the worst thing about it is, though? Huh? The vertical filming. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to be a Corona policeman at your local Costco, where, by the way, you are not security personnel. Costco company policies. You have to wear a mask at all times. Thanks. I didn't you realize you worked here. for them. Yeah. yeah. God, what a jackass. But yeah, I agree. And this goes for any public encounter, whatever you're filming, take that phone, you know, flip it sideways, do the world a favor. It's much appreciated. Okay, we're probably due for a break. We, I do want to talk uh, Lincoln Project and Project Veritas and Twitter's treatment of them. I, I can't wait to talk Gorilla Glue. And then we got hoax hate after that. But we are due for a break. Okay, uh, let me reload this really quick. I, uh, oh. <laughs> I keep trolling okay. DLive to make them put those censorship tags on our stream and they keep doing it manually, even though I keep turning it off manually. But I want to, uh, I, 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 the, the crypto stuff on DLive or their currency stuff was working for at least a little while. So I will open the treasure chest for what meager funds we have and I will distribute it to you guys over on DLive. Thank you for that. And uh, Kenny Giggling and Han Haran, thank you guys for supporting the show on DLive tonight. Uh, Trovo, C2K, uh, Late to the Party, and Chubby Stubby. Thank you guys for supporting the show over there. And as I mentioned for Trovo, I'm working to figure out how to get more interactive there this week with one of our mods. I'm not trying to ignore you guys. I just don't understand how the hell their system works. And I'm also a little skeptical of Trovo because guess what? Word on the street is, or at least I've been informed. Owned by the Chinese? No, not that. Although maybe. No. I, I, but uh, I'm, in, I've, I'm told they banned Owen Benjamin this week. That's what the report was to me, but I, I don't know if that's true. Well, I am having him on my channel tomorrow, so I will ask him about this. Ask him. Ask him if we can trust Trovo. I also just had Ramsey, Paul, and Sasha on my channel. It's on going to be on the audio platforms. Check it out. It or when did you post it? Yesterday. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet, so I will post that. Uh, I'll check that out. Some... lately. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, well, and the interview stuff seems like seems like it's going well for you, and it seems like you're enjoying it, so... Yeah. Keep at it. It seems like it's people only because I don't want to make real videos. That's the real reason. Why. Well, I know I know you don't like people saying that you're actually good at that, but I think that um, you have a good conversational style with the people you're interviewing, and I think it does work well. It's practice from this show, surely. Uh, um, maybe. I don't know. Let's see. Sam from Ohio says, did you guys see Phoenix Ammo made the front page of Reddit this week? The Reddit commies were massively triggered guests from a private <laughs> company only applied to leftist monopolies. They were, I didn't see that, but I assume they were mad because Phoenix, I'll, I'll show you guys if you haven't seen, um, let me, so if you go to Phoenix's website, let me pull it up here. Uh, this is, if you go to phoenixammo.com, this is the page that you see and it says, mm -hmm. welcome. Did you vote for Joe Biden? Yes or no. And if you click no, you get right into the website. And if you click, oh, that's yes, what, what hit the front page of Reddit. Yeah. Okay. And he was on Justin was on Newsmax and stuff this week. Cause the whole thing went viral. And so, yes, I didn't make that connection, even though we just talked about this. My brain, lots of people were very mad that he wants no business with Biden voters. And I can see both sides of that argument. I, I honestly can, but I do find it hilarious that suddenly people who want to force, uh, apply all sorts of force, um, or, or refrain from force in certain areas when it's, it's beneficial to them, uh, don't want businesses exercising that sort of discretion yeah. in this, in this particular area. Um, our Z E 
QDW says, Texas ice apocalypse, all hell broke loose. Roads are closed, cars in the ditch everywhere. Forecast temps as low as five degrees. Is a snow Mexican down here? This is hilarious. Uh, yeah, I saw some funny meme that was like ice in Texas and then it has all these cars on fire. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't followed describing the memes. Doesn't, it never translates, but it was pretty funny. Um, okay. There was a hundred and thirty car pileup. Yeah, it's supposed to get pretty bad. Like the whole state is under is going to be under a, a massive snowstorm. I haven't followed very closely, but Godspeed to our Texan listeners. Oh, weather's terrible here. Even though I'm nowhere near Texas, that was a total non non sequitur. But we um, had almost a week straight miserable. of below zero temperatures, even it daytime so highs cold, below zero. Not that I don't sympathize with Texas because you guys aren't prepared. Like they don't clear your roads <laughs> yeah. and stuff as easily, so it's different. But it's been a weather struggle around here the last week. Daniel Kunkel says, I'm not sure what Senator Sass thinks he's gaining with his backstabbing, at least uh, with the Dems. I know which way the knife is coming from, aside from his corporate donors. Who is he winning over? I didn't I, I haven't uh, read a lot or heard a lot from Ben Sass about why he decided to vote that way. So uh, maybe maybe I'll have to look at it. It's not that I don't think anyone could say that Trump did anything wrong and be reasonable. It's not that I I have a lot of trouble with one, the constitutional case and two, the idea that that standard of incitement could honestly be applied while upholding free speech principles. Because if, if, if he's guilty, if Trump's guilty of inciting what happened, not only are several other Democratic members of Congress, but this show is guilty of it. Um, Anybody who talks politics passionately hyperbolically for fun guilty of the same thing so i i think you don't have to say that trump did nothing wrong if you don't want to but i just don't see how you square that guilty verdict with any sort of free speech principle and that's why i would never vote to and that's why such a specific definition is uh and adherence to it is very important so that we're not all incriminated which we will be for things we've said in the past they're going to retroactively incriminate us surely Marches to the gulag. Yeah, just a question of when. And I don't know, maybe Streamlabs has already done it. I can't figure out what the hell's going on there. Um, I bought PN says, happy Joe Biden Day weekend. Pudding for everyone. Pudding for everyone. Why is it Joe Biden Day, though? Mm. Oh. Maybe because of that video. <laughs> is Valentine's Day just the just Biden Day now? Because when I think of him, I think of sexual romance. I bet. I bet Ugh. it's, yeah. Uh well, now that I'm picturing Joe and Jill, please move on. Mm, Boogeyman 917. <laughs> Gorilla Glue is racist, yo. I know. I just... It is. Uh, Gorilla Glue is going to have to change their name. We'll get to that later they in are. the show. But... There's no other way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Bound says, regarding Asian hate crimes per USC professor, quote, Asian Americans need to locate anti-Asian violence as part of a pattern of white supremacy. We are truly through the looking glass. Keep up the sanity. We're going to talk about this. This story is so preposterous. It's like every person that's perpetrating this violence is named Antoine. And they're like talking about how this is a product of white America or some shit. I'm, I'm looking taking at Taking his story orders like, from Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because tomorrow is President's Day. Oh, oh duh. Washington's birthday. Of course. Oh, so we thought about well, Joe and Jill President's having sex Day. for no reason. <laughs> yeah. President's Day doesn't apply to Joe Biden. What are you talking about? Yeah. I didn't think about that, though, because um, <laughs> holidays are meaningless to me now that I uh, work on my own time. So I totally had forgotten it was President's Day tomorrow. 
Yeah. I guess I'm not going to get any mail though. Um, Incompetent Hands 30. Matt has talked with Chen Southern Sounder Venti and his co-host Ain't Bad either. Babes abound, yet he was always professional. Blonde just tried not to slide <laughs> out of her chair for Ian Smith. Ian Smith is a, a very handsome man. Very he, handsome. He's a good guy. I hope we can have him back. Uh, we need more Ian Smiths and less of that Costco dude. Yeah, the more Ians we had, the fewer of him, uh, the fewer of the Costco guy, the better shape our society would be in. Donald Camp says, hey, guys, here's some money for my first check cooking for SpaceX. Catch boat crew? What? Wow. I don't what does that even mean? Must be doing like catering or cooking for SpaceX. Oh that's an interesting okay. job. That is an interesting job. Love you both. I'll watch the show in the morning. Sweet. Thanks, Donald. Thanks for tuning in. Good luck. Uh, Swiftner. Lol at Blonde's Valentine's Day faux pas. We salute you. Moving along. Question to you both. As hilariously black pilled as our world is most days, what black swan do you imagine could white pill you? Uh, I guess I don't understand what's the black swan metaphor in that case. Just something good that could happen soon. Um, I guess so. I, I mean, I, I'm hoping for massive political backlash to Democratic overreach and not just Democratic overreach, but Democratic negligence. There's a, the, the best account on Twitter right now is Biden voters posting their L's. And it's just right. people having buyer's remorse about voting Biden and expecting things that he's not delivering on. I do think that they're just like any president. I think the midterms will tend against Joe Biden. But the question, the great question is how much does how much legitimacy is left in our voting process as it currently exists? And of course, the correct answer is 100 percent trustworthy legitimacy, Susan. There's nothing odd about it at all. Oh, I knew this. OK, it's a it's a metaphor for an event that comes as a total surprise that changes everything. Gotcha. It's just a, a surprise event. Um, uh, OK, Um. I don't know. It'd be I would say it'd be sweet if Joe Biden died, but we'd be in way worse shape. <laughs> Naturally, Susan. Um, I don't know. Gosh, it, I, I haven't really thought about it. Yeah. I mean, a, a Kamala Harris presidency. For all we know, we have one right now, though. And the stuff that Joe Biden is talking about is effectively a Kamala Harris presidency anyway. All this yeah. gun control stuff he's talking about is is as radical as anybody else's outside of Beto talking about kicking down your door and taking your guns. But Beto was supposed to be Biden's guns are. Yeah. Is that still coming? Who knows? So I don't know. I I, I understand like uh, fearing Kamala or fearing a Biden replacement. But I, I just I tend to think that Biden has already been replaced. Biden is a placeholder. He's described himself using that language effectively. I know if everybody agreed to stop paying federal income tax. That would be awesome. If, if everybody just stopped that would be fantastic. I would love that day. All right, that would be a great day. Um, Danger Pudge. Uh, no note, but a big donation. Thank you so much, sir. We really appreciate, appreciate that. Staff Saber says, Trader List, Burr, Cassidy, Collins, Murkowski, Romney, Sass, Toomey. Time to get primaried. Uh, man, yeah. My yeah, I wonder, I wonder how politically that. consequential that will be. I know Murkowski was up for re-election in 2022. I forget what, this, what the status is for the rest of them. Uh, Josh and Jesus, um, blonde, what would you do if you ever ran into your arch enemy, uh, brunette in the bosom of the dragon? Would it be a shoot on sight <laughs> thing or would you try for peace? I always shoot brunettes on sight, so it would be no different than any of my other interactions. Um, uh. Kevin Broussard, uh, the two gorilla glue folks are from my state. So with Senator Bill Cassidy, we're well represented. <laughs> Keep doing the Lord's work. Blonde, raising a child in the Catholic church is a joy. Yes, I've been I've been lazy, though. I, I haven't gone to church in 
It's been a few weeks. Well, it's the church's fault, really. Kind of, at least. The church put a bunch of ridiculous restrictions, though, I thought. Uh, They've lightened them up, and Mm. the priest does wear a mask, but he takes it off for the homily. Okay. Which I'm not crazy about, but I like him so much on a personal level that I'm like... And every other church around here has some sort of restriction except for the evangelical ones. And I can't just go Protestant right now, you know? Hmm. I don't know. Zach Coggins says, Blonde, if you have a boy in the future, would you be up marrying him off to one of my future potential mink daughters? She'll make for a great daughter-in-law, I swear. No pregnancies yet, just asking. Wait, they would be half Chinese? Right, that's the the hybrid slur. Half Chinese, half Irish. Mm, I don't know. No deal, probably. (laughs) I'll consider it, though. Um... I don't know. I'm in this this place mentally where I'm so traumatized by my birth that I'm like, I don't think I can have any more kids. Oh, what? Come on. It was so traumatic. And I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do it again. Like, I can't. It's been eight months and everybody online is like, weren't you going to get preggy? You need to repopulate the white race. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, <laughs> everybody can get fucked. I don't think I can do it again. I don't know. I, I, I suspect you'll change your mind and probably within the year, I bet. But that's just I am my so neurotic during pregnancy. It's an intolerable level of neuroticism. I'm so worried constantly. Mm. I just But that might change with more again. kids. You know, people talk about being hyper cautious with their first kid. And by the second, third or fourth, they're like, yeah, whatever. Go play in that pile of razor blades. I don't care. You know, it's <laughs> you not having a kid. It's the pregnancy because you don't know what's yeah. going on inside your own body. It's the whole thing is so scary. But now you do. Now you have some experience so you can. Not really, though. I had the baby not. and I had a high risk pregnancy. Didn't even know it. I didn't even know it until I had the baby. And everybody's like, well, what are you worried about? The baby's fine. It's like, yeah, but what about what about the next baby? What do you do about that? Talk to me in a few months when you're announcing your <laughs> latest conception on the show. Yeah, really. I'm so excited to be bringing another yeah. child into this uh, black magic. I'm definitely not going to say the word she pronoun of adult human female followed by the word. No, <laughs> I can't. Wait, who sent this? I want to see now. I want to see black magic. Um, I wouldn't do that to Harambe. Peace, peace. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah, you can't do that one. <laughs> no. Oh. <gasps> live chat blonde such a wuss hey res joe did you push any children out of your vagina did you did you do that or did you watch your wife do it and uh you didn't have to do any of the work you know i'm not going to take any of this shit from anybody you people have no idea what you're talking about except for margie in the live chat she's got a bunch of kids she knows what's (laughs) um laurel let's just do one more uh as a small business owner i qualify for payroll protection program with yeah. the new stimulus, they decided to do a second round of PPP. The money landed in my account Friday. Have some Corona. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you, Laurel. I didn't know they were doing a second round. That was okay. I don't know. I guess I should see if I qualify. Uh, but thank you for uh, sharing the Biden box. Or I guess those are Trump bucks, right? That was still in, that was the Christmas deal. Uh, let's circle, circle back. Circle back sounds like a plan. Okay. Let's. Uh, well, um, actually, I'll have to just circle back with you. Before we do circle back, I should uh, check in with Streamlabs real quick. Uh, Phil says, Phoenix Ammo had the correct response to Biden voters. It's the same response we all should have. At every turn, we need to be making their lives more difficult. They deserve mockery that they have coming. Well, in fairness, um, yeah, they a lot of them advocate the same treatment for us. And I think there's something specific about the ammo industry, too. 
Jill Biden on his gun policy platform on his website says he wants to eliminate the online sale of ammunition. Okay. What you're talking about is yeah. taking Phoenix ammo out of out business, of, out of business. Right. And so I understand why Phoenix would want to say, uh, if you support this guy who would want to delete us from the internet, I I'm not interested in doing business with you because yeah, you're interested in shutting down my business. Right. I get it. It's not the world I want to live in. I don't want to have like political filtering for doing business, but this is the precedent that's been set for us. This is the world in which we've had to operate. So I understand why the pushback gets to that degree. Yeah. Phil says, uh, <laughs> what is this a slur for? What is it? Can I say, what is a paper American? What is that? I don't know. I'm kind con- <laughs> probably okay. something innocuous, but I have to be, you never know because there's so many different types of Americans that are actually slurs. Uh, people in Congress like Marco Rubio, it is not a foregone conclusion that gun control is dead on arrival. The replacement of the American people with, um, <laughs> Means the end of all rights we hold. Your rights are in trouble. That's what Phil says. Pretending otherwise is a cope. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Admiral Gundars Gunders says, hey, all, I finally grew some balls and started going into places without a mask. And it's so freeing. I even went on a date without one and it felt so good. It's kind of funny how employees are still kind of wearing masks while not giving yeah. me a hard time. Go be free. Yeah, I. The great thing about doing that, and I appreciate that you are, is because you never know who you inspire to make a free choice for themselves, too. I, I've i seen cases. I, I know I've done it, actually. Cases where I've had to wear a mask and it seems like BS and I don't want to do it. And I see some guy not doing it like earlier on. It's like, all right, it I'm, not, I'm, not, strength. Yeah. I'm not doing this. We had this really interesting. So good for you for for being a leader and encouraging other people to make choices for themselves. We had an interesting case yesterday. We're, we're doing some furniture shopping. Yeah. We went to this place right by the house that does like uh, handcrafted barn wood type stuff. But it's one of those places where it's you go in there. You're the only person in there. Yeah. And yeah. I want them to make us good furniture. So it's like, all right, you got a sign on the door. That's like must wear a mask. Fucking fine. All right. So so put on my buff and we get in there and my and there's a water cooler. And we're talking to this lady about furniture. And my wife takes down her mask to drink some water. And mm-hmm. the lady helping us with furniture, she's like, I know it's such a pain in the ass, aren't these? And I said, wait. I thought I was wearing this because of you. And she's like, no, I hate these things. And we all oh, ripped off our masks. And yeah. how, how often do you think that's going on where it's like, well, I think I'm doing this because that person's going to like report me if I don't, or this person's yeah. going to, and then nobody's going to enforce it. Yeah. There's so many situations like that where everyone's doing it because they think someone's going to jump down their throat if they don't, but everyone's thinking the same thing, which is this is a bunch of bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. She's think she's wearing a mask because she thinks we want it to. Meanwhile, we're doing the same thing. Anyway, okay, we should probably uh, hop back into the news. Real quick, uh, I want to talk about what's going on with the Lincoln Project and Project Veritas because they're sort of related, in, at least in terms of Twitter's treatment of the uh, two. Uh, yeah. but, but before we get to Project Veritas, we have to talk about the continued crashing and burning over at the Lincoln Project. We've talked about the revelations, uh, the accusations against co-founder John Weaver. They continue to develop... This is a Lincoln Project, of course, is the Never Trump uh, group uh, with Steve Schmidt and formerly uh, what's his face, George Conway and the rest. So Weaver now has more than 20 young men accusing him of various forms of sexual misconduct. As we talked about, there's suggestive messages, uh, offers of trades of favors for sex. And at least one of those accusers was 14 at the time. Steve Schmidt 
formerly of the McCain campaign in 2008, MSNBC commenter guy, commentator guy. He has now resigned from the board of the Lincoln Project, but he will remain with the organization. He released a statement um, about his resignation. Did you have a chance to read this statement? Yeah, really bizarre. His first sentence is about how he himself was sexually abused. Right, right. He says, it was just a touch, a light one, and it lasted for only a moment. I was a 13-year-old boy at the Rock Hill Boy Scout camp. His name was Ray, and he was the camp medic. The older scouts called him Gay Ray. I know I'm not supposed to laugh, but Steve. is it possible that he just accidentally, like, grazed his wang or something? That that doesn't sound like a typical molestation pattern. If you read it, he says that Gay Ray was treating him for some kind of... uh, bug bite mosquito bites so gay ray pulled down his pants and started applying ointment to his dick more or less like he touched his what? wiener it's okay oh, well uh, that's to definitely be fair, a molestation to be fair i guess here here's what it says i remember being paralyzed as my hands as his hands moved up my body and brushed over my penis but whatever happened he had his pants off and he's oh 13. i just read it was a it was just a touch a light one and it only lasted a moment and i was like oh did he just like he took off his pants. Like he told me to take off okay, my clothes. Yeah, I complied. Total molestation. Yeah. yeah, yeah just got molested. Yeah, for sure. So I guess what we're supposed to believe is that Steve Schmidt is a victim here. And in no way did he have any idea that his fellow co-founder of the Lincoln Project was allegedly doing similar things with similarly aged boys, or at least suggesting those things with similarly aged boys. And, and good guy Steve didn't care when these accusations have been public for as far as I understand, like the last year, uh, it's only when they become politically hot and then lawyers get involved that good guy victim Steve cares. But according to the New York times, a former Lincoln project employee says Steve has known about Weaver since at the latest October of last year, if not prior. So I have a hard time believing that Steve Schmidt is only now learning of the accusations against his fellow co-founder, whatever's going on. Uh, it's, it, we might know more about what those workers would have to say, but the Lincoln project has a non-disclosure agreement or set of non-disclosure agreements preventing them from talking in a letter. Six anonymous forum, former employees are requesting to be released from these non-disclosure agreements so they can speak, which is very interesting because one of the biggest criticisms of Trump is that he held people to non-disclosure agreements, former employees, right. former associates. But now it doesn't matter at all. Now the Lincoln project non-disclosure agreements are in place, but uh, yeah, this thing this thing is absolutely nuked. I can't imagine the the Lincoln Project having much credibility at all going forward. But they got in trouble on Twitter, too, for these private messages that they published, which is what James O'Keefe and Project Veritas are now in trouble on Twitter for doing. But they're permabanned. Permabanned, yeah. Okay, so the Lincoln Project facing intense backlash and potentially major legal trouble. I thought this was so funny. Um, after accused of, and this is not really an accusation. I mean, this is archived. You can look at the text yourself. Um, accused of publishing screenshots of private Twitter direct messages belonging to one of its co- co-founders, Jennifer Horn. So Horn left the Lincoln Project last week um, amid the Weaver scandal. She had a public spat with the anti-Trump group ever since her departure, but the Lincoln Project escalated tensions on Thursday night with tweets that appeared to be an exchange she had with a news correspondent, Amanda Becker. 
So here's a quote. Earlier this evening, we became aware that Amanda Becker, and this is their tweet, I think we'll link it below, um, at 19 News was preparing to publish a smear job on the Lincoln Project with the help of um, Jennifer Horn. The Lincoln Project began a lengthy thread. You hear a lot of talk about hit jobs in journalism, but rarely do you get to see their origin story. Enjoy. And then they have all the DMs, like all of them. And I'm not even sure if I can show them. I'm not showing them on screen here. I've just got the original tweet. But honestly, I think we might get in trouble for showing them. There was accusations of violations of federal law in posting this. Yeah. So um, everybody was talking about the tweets. And then George Conway, who has already left the Lincoln project, but he commented on this quote, this looks like on its face to be a violation of federal law and should be taken down immediately. And then they nuked the thread. Yeah. Uh, but, but project Veritas and, and Twitter, um, Twitter, by the way, was explicitly okay with that. Twitter is saying no violation no of violation, our hacked right. material or private information yeah. rule. So it's not just Twitter. The Twitter ignored Twitter said that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Project Veritas on Thursday, Twitter yanked their account, uh, over repeated violations of the company's rules on sharing other people's private information (laughs) after they posted leaked footage of communications between Facebook executives, which has always been their jam. You know, if, if this were true, then they would have been banned a long time ago. Um, a Twitter spokesperson said the Project Veritas account was permanently suspended for breaching its private information policy. And yeah, they just had um, leaked clips from this meeting with Facebook executives where they talk about censorship tools. The only distinction I could theorize is if the if the relevant jurisdiction have different rules about one party versus two party consent communication and disclosure. But Twitter is never citing the law. Twitter is never saying, well, for legal reasons and because of where this was posted or the people who live where we can't have this up. They're just saying this is our policy. They're not, right. they're not accusing James O'Keefe of breaking the law. They're just saying, we yeah. don't, we don't it's like our policy, right? What he did. But, uh, apparently Lincoln project is a okay. Yeah. O'Keefe's uh, personal account is still up. I, I looked this morning, so they haven't taken that down, but, uh, okay. Well, Twitter hypocrisy, I suppose that's nothing new. And I don't want to delay any longer because I really want to talk about the number one story of the week. I can't wait. As I mentioned, this is one of the uh, bigger pieces of Susan bait in a long time, so we'll have to be very careful. (laughs) Gorilla Glue became a viral topic this week after Tessica Brown, a young woman from Louisiana, ran out of got-to-be-glued hairspray and decided to try Gorilla Gorilla Glue spray adhesive instead. And the results uh, gave this sort of heavy-duty hold that the can advertises. My hair has been like this for about a month now. It's not by choice. No, it's not by choice. When I do my hair, I like to, you know, finish it off with the little got to be glue spray. You know, just to keep it in place. Well, I didn't have any more got to be glue spray, so I used this. Gorilla glue spray. Bad, bad, bad idea. Y'all, look, my hair... It don't move. You hear what I'm telling you? It don't move. I've washed my hair 15 times and it don't move. If you ever, ever run out of got to be glue spray, don't ever, ever use this unless you want your hair to be like that. Now, if you're what? listening and you, you haven't seen this, you should check it out. I mean, you couldn't draw her hair on with a Sharpie and have it tighter to her scalp. 
than this Gorilla Glue got it done. I mean, she didn't just try Gorilla Glue. She must have expended the entire can of Gorilla Glue on the top of her head. Okay. What is... what? <laughs> I... <laughs> I just feel like if I say anything at all, I'm moron, moron. And her hair's not real anyway. Why does she give a shit? Just shave your head. Oh, is this is this uh, a weave or something? Yeah, or a this wig black or... chick doesn't have a. a I mean, it's thick pretty braid down to her ass. It's pretty no. straight hair, I suppose, but I don't. I don't know. I. However, she got it that tightly on there. I'm impressed because if you just saw a silhouette, you wouldn't even see any hair. It's perfectly smooth, as though her head was shaved. You know. Okay, that's just the start of the story, though, because there were there were some accusations of racism. It was originally claimed that she had gone to the ER and the evil white doctors at the ER had just given her some acetone wipes and and told her to go home. But that that, sounds like a totally legitimate response. uh, Yeah. Sorry, there's not much we can do for you other than actually scalping you. Uh, (laughs) What do you want us to do? But according to TMZ, Tessica spent 22 hours in the ER. The Did doctors you just say Tessica. Her name is Tessica. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's Tessica. Tessica Brown. Oh, God, help me. The doctors. OK, so th- she wasn't rejected or denied service at the ER. Or she wasn't just given acetone pads or whatever to, to treat. Apparently, she was at the ER for 22 hours. The doctors tried to use acetone to get the glue off her head. But all it did was burn her scalp and make the glue gooey before it hardened again. So she set up a GoFundMe. And she raised (laughs) she raised nearly twenty five thousand dollars for help. But my uh, Dr. Michael Obang, a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon, ordered uh, or offered to treat Tessica for free. So she flew to California and this doctor reportedly used his chemistry knowledge to unglue her hair. Okay, almost done. I'm sorry. Uh, do you want any steroids prescribed? <laughs> he says it's about to be Valentine's Day. You need your hair done. You got a date for Valentine's Day? Yes. Oh, man. Where are you, you guys going? Well, my little sister is having a um, Where do you guys have Valentine's dinner. Valentine's dinner is sipping paint. Uh, sipping paint. Yeah. That's awesome. Bye. You look great, girl. <laughs> Thank you all so now, this is why I oh. thought the hair was real in part. It says this story says, although Tessica survived, s- survived, <laughs> although she survived, I don't know if she was at risk at dying of dying, says, although Tessica survived this entire ordeal, she had to lose her prized ponytail. I guess that doesn't necessarily mean that it's real, but that shit was fake. OK, I, I, I defer. I don't I'm no expert in this. Why couldn't she just wait a month for her hair to grow out a half inch and then shave her head? Yeah, you would think, well, how would it grow? Like if the existing hair was secured to the top of her head, would it would, uh, would it be cuttable, I guess, is the question. She just needs enough to be able to shave her head. Hmm. It doesn't but, matter. She wears a weave. Who cares? Just start wearing a <laughs> wig. It's, the, it's a difference without a distinction. Who cares? Well, I'll tell you who cares. Gorilla Glue. The Gorilla Glue company cares. They issued the following statement. We are aware of the situation. And we are very sorry to hear about the unfortunate incident that Miss Brown experienced using our spray adhesive on her hair. This is a unique situation because this product is not indicated for use in or on hair as it is considered permanent. Our spray adhesive states on the warning label, quote, do not swallow. 
Do not get in eyes on skin or on clothing. It is used for craft, home, auto, or office projects to mount things to surfaces such as paper, cardboard, wood, laminate, and fabric. We are glad to see in her recent video that Ms. Brown has received medical treatment from her local medical facility and wish her the best. Not good enough, though. Supposed lawyer on Twitter, Blue Check Lawyer, responds to that statement. This is Xavier Pope. Uh, Gorilla Glue hair is not skin. Your product failed to adequately warn. Knowing hair glue in fact exists and many black women use hair glue as hair adhesive. And for this, your company is liable. You should have given her a sponsorship deal. Instead, you'll be held accountable. Now, I'm told that there's a such thing as Gorilla Snot, which is an actual hair glue. I don't know if that's true or not, but I saw people claiming that. Second, if you're super gluing your hair. Do you think that you are going to take the time to read somebody's safety data sheet? <laughs> I'm sure she would have read the fine print before before pulling this stunt. But the second question or the second point, you should have given her a sponsorship deal. Percent chance that Gorilla Glue would be called racist if they gave her a sponsorship deal. The Aunt Jemima all over again. <laughs> exactly. That's why I did the worst Photoshop ever and said, here's how Gorilla Glue can solve this. They can pull an Aunt Jemima and they can just become Pearl Milling Company glue. It's the only way out. I don't see I don't see a better way to resolve this. You can't be racist if it's Pearl Milling Company. Could you imagine that, though? OK, all right. Here at Gorilla Glue, we're t- we're trotting out our new spokesman, Tessica Brown, with the hair glued to her head. I'm sure I'm sure this story is fake. I'm, this is this is all fake. There's a there's a office filled with old Jewish men that are just finding a way for white people to be baited into racism. And that is the story. <laughs> Send your emails to Blonde. Susan, ban Blonde. I didn't say it. This is, there's no way this is, this is fake. Fake. <laughs> this is a fake story. Okay. But the story doesn't end there. You think, you think that's it. It's not. There's a follow-up because this spawned the Gorilla Glue Challenge. Uh, there was another Gorilla Glue medical mishap in response. This is Louisiana rapper Len Martin. He says he thought Tessica was exaggerating the situation for attention, so he posted a video of himself on Facebook gorilla gluing a red Solo cup to his mouth. The idea was then to remove the cup to show how easy it is and that Tessica is a faker, but it turns out it wasn't so easy, and so he too had to go to the ER. That shit ain't true. I'm going to show y'all something. I got some gorilla glue right here. I'm going to take it, put it on this cup, put it in my mouth. Then I'm going to be the licking and get it off. It's easy. Gorilla glue garbage. Antoine, no. So basically what I was doing was I was trying to show people that it wasn't as serious as... Now, if you're wondering what the hell he's wearing here, it's a bandage under his mask. He had to get bandaged up. She was making it to be, you know. So talk about the experience when you went to the hospital. How long were you there and what treatment uh, did you receive there? Well, I was there for maybe about a little over an hour, two hours or so. They did like a peeling, a moistening peeling, you know, to get it off from there. From my upper skin on my lip. Mm-hmm. So basically all that has been torn off, you know. <laughs> okay. The ultimate no. humiliation here is apparently when he got to the ER, he still had to wear a mask. So here, here he is, Len Martin. Solo cup glued to his face and a mask on under the solo cup. And Martin says if he does not heal correctly, doctors say the tip of his lip will have to be removed by surgery. Now, 
formerly Gorilla Glue, now, of course, Pearl Milling Company Glue, they responded to this incident as well, repeating in a statement that the product is not meant to be used on the skin. Don't do it. Have you ever? They really just made a product that was too good. Gorilla Glue is actually really good. I use it frequently around the house. And when you do, do you ever get, it might not be Gorilla Glue or any super glue, but you ever get some on your finger? Yeah, acetone takes it off. Yeah, I got, but, but you just, it, it, it will stick and it'll stay on there for a long time if you don't apply something like that. I, I've never used their adhesive, but I would certainly never Gorilla Glue anything to my face and expect that to go well. Yeah, because you're not a giant retard. I don't, I, <laughs> are people really this dumb? It, it would actually reassure me if this was fake and there, somebody was responsible for this. Well, this guy, it, it's... I. This ER picture is kind of convincing to me, although that could be fake. This guy is apparently known for weird stunts and stuff like this. So it's possible that he's a faker. Although this photo of the red cup, the, the cup glued to the face and the mask on under the, the cup is one of the better photos I've seen in a while. So I, I hope it's real because it's hilarious. Well, OK, <sighs> we got through it when you said this guy is a huge. I thought <gasps> when you said retard and I went, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> This is why I don't drink, guys. <sighs> okay, it's just retard, Susan. Don't worry. We can say that one. I'm pretty sure. All right. Uh, Time for hoax hate. We still have more, though. There's still more Susan bait. Yep. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? A uh, golf course in Eagle Mountain, Utah, was reportedly vandalized with racial slurs last weekend. And vandalized is a loose term here. The claim is that racial slurs were carved into the putting green on the sixth hole. This is at the Ranches Golf Club along with quote-unquote disturbing drawings. Someone apparently used their foot to carve the words and the drawing into the sand and the green. The racial slurs were discovered by a black golfer who was by himself. Mm. According to the... Hoax. According to the... Uh, you know, it's like Jesse getting a sandwich. Black guy golfing in, in Utah. What are the chances the one black guy golfing in Utah happens to stumble upon these yeah. racial slurs? The, but the hole is apparently near a road, so the club owner believes maybe someone was on the road and saw the black golfer and got mad, so went to the hole that was ahead and wrote, I guess, presumably the N-word. Although it doesn't say what the slurs or drawings were. And when I read this, I was intrigued because I thought, okay, I can guess what the slurs are. That, Unless they're really creative. That's not that interesting. One, No, can... this isn't a hoax, okay? This is real because somebody just watched that Gorilla Glue clip. <laughs> they were radicalized and they said, no. Get off my golf course in my peaceful mountain town. We'll have none of this. Uh, but I was curious. I, mostly I wanted to I wanted to know what the drawings are. Anytime there are drawings in a case of racist vandalism, supposedly, I want to see the drawings. But uh, we were not able to locate those. At least I was not. I don't think you were either. Mm-mm. You're never able to find them. Bummer. Like, I just want to hear what they said on that Zoom call. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, moving on to the... Uh, to the actual hate. This is definitely not a uh, hoax at all. It, it's no. uh, th- these attacks are not fake. They're on video. These are uh, attacks on Asians, particularly older Asians in the Bay Area yeah, of California. Yeah. 
Yep. So the one I remember, this isn't new either. This has been a known occurrence for a long time. The, the high profile one I remember talking about on this show, remember that old man collecting cans in San Francisco? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they took it was his, like a group of people. Yeah. Yeah. They took his can picker and beat him with it. And then the prosecutor in San Francisco said, that's not a hate crime. Remember one yeah. of the guys was filming his buddy mm-hmm. grabbing the can picker and beating this like 80 year old Asian guy over the head who's just picking up cans for recycling. I remember that one. The San Francisco County prosecutors like, I don't see a hate crime here. Nothing to see here. We won't be pressing those charges. So they've been happening for a while, but reports say that they're increasing. I don't know if that's true numerically, but that's what they say. And there have been several high profile cases lately, including some that are deadly. These have been murders as far as I can tell. Yet the current reporting wants to act like this is brand new and somehow some way this is the fault of Trump's rhetoric and implicitly Trump supporters. A string of violent attacks against elderly Asian Americans has law enforcement on alert. This surveillance video capturing an alleged assailant in California violently shoving an 84-year-old Thai American man to the ground. He died of his injuries days later. (gasps) Authorities say it's not currently being prosecuted as a hate crime and the suspect has pleaded not not guilty. A 91-year-old man was pushed over in Oakland's Chinatown. The motivation has not yet been determined. The spike in violence forcing the Alameda County District Attorney to form a special response unit. Advocates say these attacks became more prevalent after former President Trump began routinely using racist language to describe the pandemic. The China virus, or I like... The plague from China. After taking office, President Biden last month signing an executive order with new Justice Department guidance on how to specifically report anti-Asian hate incidents. Now, as you can imagine, these attacks, along with others and all of the attention on social media now, have raised the fear and anxiety levels in Chinatowns across the country. The Alameda County District Attorney tells me the Bay Area will see increased police presence this weekend for that important Lunar New Year celebration oh who's doing it though yeah clearly glue joggers right we can all agree (laughs) just based on that footage uh no those were uh those were clearly um those were clearly trump voters from west virginia they had flown in (laughs) and they are mad at the asians in uh okay first of all she, the reporter says it's racist to call it the China virus. She she then called it Chinatown after that. Why is that not I know. racist? Why is that and not I, racist? I love the fact that NBC says, "Hey, uh, get that get that B list Asian reporter to go out to uh, San Francisco to talk about Asians getting attacked." That chick was barely Asian. She was get, racially get the old assigned. Five percenter there, yeah, hundred percent racially assigned to this case. But everyone else is racist. But yeah, uh, before the show. One of the things we're talking about was, okay, these cases, they're cited here in the San Francisco gate uh, story. You have a fatal attack on an 84 year old Thai man. You have a violent attack on a 91 year old man in Oakland's Chinatown, the robbery of an old, uh, old Vietnamese woman in San Jose. And there's all these links to the stories and you're thinking, okay, um, who, who are the suspects in these stories? Because they're, they're all, there have been charges filed and there have been arrests and um, I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to show mugshots because I think that's a that's a hate crime or a hate incident as far as Susan is concerned. But let's put it this way. Um, 
per reporting in the local Fox station, uh, the black community feels like it's being racially profiled in the hunt for those responsible. Um, well, are you responsible? <laughs> <laughs> They're being racially profiled, but there's good news. There's good news. This was the headline that you found, and it's perfect for this whole story. Asian and black communities aim to work together after high profile attacks. Oh, I, I thought it was, but I thought it was Trump's fault. So I'm supposed to believe Oakland gangbangers. Yeah. Listen to Trump talk about the China virus and go, you know what? That's it. I've done enough drug deals. I've murdered enough people. I'm going down. I'm going to push over an elderly Chinese guy because Trump said China virus. Yeah. He has so few black supporters anyway. How many? It's it's a preposterous claim. How many voters of color do you think uh, there were for Trump in Alameda County, California, Oakland? Uh, I don't know. Um, how many adhesive Americans voted for <laughs> that's a live chat. I sold from the live chat. That was, that's, excellent. that's a good one. That's a good um, one. Um, I don't know how many, was that a return? I don't know. Question? It's not, I, I'm just, I'm just asking for speculation. I bet oh, I have no idea. I would say 10% of the black community tops. Oh yeah. I think that's an optimistic estimate. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about a tiny, tiny population, but, uh, the idea that, that Trump is, um, Trump is promoting this sort of thing. Trump's been out of office for weeks. It's like Trump's been out of office for almost a month, yet his rhetoric from half a year ago is still lingering in the minds of these attacker. The attackers of color is the term I have to use to be as polite to Susan as possible. But you read through this story and it's just, (laughs) okay, so you've got uh, black activists quoted and Asian activists quoted and the, the, Consensus is that both communities have been victimized. So this is from Oakland council member, Carol Fife, who is black. She says both communities have been victimized. There's a whole bunch of trauma on both sides. Oakland is a tinderbox. Okay. <laughs> Largely <Why>? attackers of color. <laughs> Susan are attacking victims of Asian descent. And the conclusion is that it's those meddling white men presumably who have oppressed both populations the whole time and caused them to war with each other and both sides have trauma. So that's why it's fine. One of the things this council, this um, city councilwoman says too, uh, it says it doesn't help that wealthy people. I don't know if that means wealthy Asian people, but wealthy people in general, wealthy people have offered huge rewards for the arrests of certain suspects that ends up putting bounties on black men's heads. Well, are you doing the crimes or not? (laughs) whose heads are at risk if if that is the description of the people pushing over the old men and killing them okay i was 91 that is old as fuck an age that you get to and everybody should respect you just simply for living that long sure and then you get pushed over by like a 17 year old black dude and you die what a pile of shit i imagine you ever heard of the you ever consider philosophically whether you would want to know how you die or not of course not. Anybody that says yes to that is insane and a liar. But if you could know, if some soothsayer could tell you. No. Uh, you live to be 91 years old. You're like, damn, sweet. That's an awesome life. But you get pushed over by some gangster. And that's how you tell. <laughs> it's like a guy just like flicks you over. Now it's more than that. He, he body May- checked. Him. Maybe it wouldn't but be so bad. Of all the things, like to live a life that long and then get pushed over by, you know, some hoodlum like this. Let's silver lining it. Okay. He didn't see it coming. And he didn't have to die a slow, painful death. We don't of know that, whatever though. cancer. We, yeah, he might have died slowly. True. Oh, he did die later in the hospital. That's yeah, true. I think so. Anyway, I, I shouldn't try to find some positive aspect of this guy no, getting murdered. The whole, no. whole thing sucks. 
one of the Asian, I love this quote from this Asian activist in the story too. The tension between Asian and black communities is building right now. So we cannot, and we cannot repeat history. Well, that's very interesting because I thought this was new. What do you mean repeat history? I thought Trump had inspired attackers to go after Asian people. What history is relevant then? That this isn't new if there's a history. But then yeah. she continues, Asians, we can fight anti-Asian racism with without being anti-black or pro-police. You literally can't. You can't in this situation. Why is being pro-police racist? That's what she's saying. So what are these people supposed to do? Yeah, I guess you're supposed to. I was watching some of these stories from um, the local Fox station here. You can watch the actual video story. And they're talking to members of the Asian community, like in Oakland's Chinatown. They're saying, yeah, um, we have had certain people attack our communities and then they get arrested by the police and then they're let go the same day. And then they come back and attack tomorrow because we don't treat the justice system seriously there. We, we slap people on the wrists and they go back and commit crimes again. And here is this Asian activist saying we don't have to be pro-police. Well, um, if you're not pro-police, go ask those rooftop Koreans to borrow a rifle because that's your other option. Man, are rooftop Koreans going to bail everybody out again? <laughs> the way this is going, they're going to there's going to be an outright war just like that. And somehow the uh, the toothless guy in West Virginia, the toothless Trump voter sitting in his uh, rundown shanty and his rocking chair playing his banjo. He's the one who's going to be at fault for this war between the uh, attackers of color and the Asian community. Mm. Anyway, interesting story. We'll see where it goes. That's all I got, though. Wow, is it over? Is the that's it? All right, should we do some super chats and then get out? Yes, get out. Yeah. Okay, a big donation from Thomas. Um, FYI, you can report the BLM website to the BLM website operators for spreading misinformation and lies while using the BLM email provided in their contact us section as your contact info. Do with that information what you will, fellow patriots. <laughs> Well, thank you for supporting the show. Much appreciated. We love you. You're President very special. Thomas says, I don't have much to say today. Just trying to get my shekels in early. Blonde, hot as ever. Matt, also hot. And <laughs> from contractor's perspective, the room looks great. The room does look great. Oh, thanks. Well, I um, I appreciate that. I am not a, uh, I'm not skilled with building things. So this is about the height of my construction achievement. Um, but yeah, I'm very happy with it. I'm glad people seem to like it. So that's good. Christoph Harper are the feds intending to hold Hollywood liable for glorifying mass violence? I'd like Biden to address that one. You know the answer to that. Uh, yeah, never. It's a political weapon. It's not about uh, equal justice under law. Shanique was stunning and brave. Great catch up with Melbourne crew for Jeff's B-Day. Merrily didn't have to cook for me, so it wasn't late. However, I had a few drinks, so the next day she had to use the old, I walked into a torrent work. Why are you, why are you, they're, they're always so bad. So bad. You're, I should be re, re, reading those first before I have mercy on this stream, Susan. Please, we beg of you. I think I did pretty well. OK, I, I honestly I with all the landmines that we just had to walk through. Yeah, I, I think we did a pretty good job. Well, you were just you elegantly maneuvered all of that. I, I, the chat helped as well. I appreciate their contributions. The, yes. I adhesive Americans is excellent. That was an excellent <laughs> contribution that I appreciate very much. <laughs> Um, Fang Zane says, Matt and I have yet to make love to get on the waiting list. Do we have to be male or merely identify as male asking for a friend? I'm pretty sure he'll take all comers. Uh, no, you can't be a trap. We'd... 
but I guess no, that doesn't work because the con- the premise is gay to begin with. So traps, if traps are gay, yeah. that actually suits the premise. If you're having promiscu- promiscuous anal sex with all of these these hundreds and hundreds of strangers, but you're like no trannies, I think that I don't know, man. <laughs> I th- I th- just let the love flow through. All right, fair enough. Uh, Akkad Akkad says. Here's some money from the only conservative and male out of a set of quadruplets. Parents went three for four wow. and woke kids. Wish them luck. That sucks. I wonder what it's like to be the parent of quadruplets. That is I that is crazy. Know. That has got to be an IVF thing. It has to be. Yeah, I, I I don't. What are the stats for how often that's naturally occurring without any medical like intervention? One in several million, surely. Probably, yeah. Have you ever met a set of quadruples in your life? No, even twins. I only knew a handful of sets of twins growing up. So even that's not extremely common. I know one set of triplets, but they were IVF. Hmm. Uh, Swiftner says, these signs need to go up around the nation. Welcome to the free United States and Liberty Sanctuary of South Dakota. Or insert your free town, city, city, county, or state. Start to re- reframe and reclaim. I like it. Yeah. I like it. A lot of the battle that we face is rhetorical in that way. I mean, look what Biden's doing with the stupid signs on the White House. Not that I want everything to be gestures and slogans and stuff, but there is some legitimacy to that. That sort of stuff frames public opinion. You know, it's yeah. silly, but it does influence how people think and what they value. It's very, yeah, it it's very it's propagandistic catchy. and I don't want to engage in propaganda but there's something to be said for what he's talking about, which is, is is a reminder of our values and our first principles. Clearly, we've forgotten. So maybe a few more reminders of that would be beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys, twins are not one in several million. Twins, I think, uh, if there's no genetic predisposition, it's one in a thousand. Hmm. Um, but quadruplets, I mean, it's got to be. I got the Google at my fingertips. Um, Let's see what the answer is. Verche says, I saw a great handmade sign this week saying Newsom sucks, liar, cheater, dictator, asshole. I couldn't agree more. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, the Newsom recall is becoming realistic. Mm -hmm. That might happen. There are only 3,500 sets of quadruplets recorded worldwide. And I don't know if that's all time or like presently. But it's uh, it's very presently alive. It says as of 2007, there were approximately 3,500 sets recorded worldwide. And that includes all IVF births, too. As phrased, I would assume. How many women are in the world? How many? Wait, what year was that? 2007? Mm -hmm. So it's old data, too. Will you Google how many babies were born in 2007? Uh, Um, Let's see here. Here's some CDC information. Number of twin births in the U.S.? 123,536. I think this is annual. Yeah, this is 2018. Number of triplet births, 3,400. Number of quadruplet births, 115. So twin birth rate is 32 per thousand. Triplet or higher, so all think triplet and above, everything above, is 93 per 100,000. So those aren't even the same because 32 per thousand would actually be, uh, how much math can I do at this time of night? That would be- 0.32%. 3,200 per 100,000? Am I doing that right? Nope, that can't be right. Well, they're saying 32 per 1,000. So times 100, 3,200. 32 per 1,000. So it would be 0. 0.032. So, um, yeah, so 3,200 3. per 100,000. That, that can't be right. Uh, that's, that's what they're saying. 
Per oh, 3.2 per 100,000. No, 3.2 per thousand for twin birth rate. But that would include, wow. that would include, that's all births. So that would include. So 0.32%. I think it's 3.2. 32 thousand. per thousand. Oh, so 3.2%. That doesn't even seem possible that 3.2% of all births are twin births. Well, I guess with all the is certain um, fertility interventions, that might be the case. Wow, that's kind of shocking. Wow, it's between the two of us, rare. I feel like we probably should have uh, figured it out. I mean, you're talking, <laughs> yeah, 90, you're talking 93 per 100,000 for triplets and above versus 3,200 per 100,000 for twins. <laughs> Somebody in the live chat just said, this is painful, I know. <laughs> yeah, moving on. You know, spontaneous uh, math is clearly not the uh, point of the show or our strength. Uh, Mounted says, when asked if he was surprised at the acquittal, Senator Bill Cassidy said, surprised if I woke up tomorrow with my head gorilla glued to the carpet, <laughs> I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. Swifter. <laughs> I wonder how many SJW snowflake left would respond to any classical liberal, independent, or conservative referencing Mother Teresa himself or Allah herself. A logic uh, yeah. circuit implosion seems like it's so yeah. insulting. Long Dong John. Um, so how about that YouTube prankster pulling a very funny run at a guy with a knife fake robbery prank yeah. and getting his ass shot off? What? I Your looked thoughts, into this. A, Award? I looked into this. I thought about it as a show topic or as a video topic. But I didn't I, hear about I scrapped this. it. I, I, I kind of forgot about it. But yeah, some YouTuber was doing a, a dumb YouTube prank where he runs at people with a knife. Just like, a, you know, as, as though someone in a parking lot was trying to mug you or something and some guy shot him because he thought it was a real mugging yeah and i and think killed him i yeah and i think there are no charges in that case if i'm yeah of course yeah yeah if i'm not that uh poor mistaken. guy that shot him because you have oh, the guilt of killing somebody and and the kid was like 18 19 so it does suck but at the same time what the hell are you doing man yeah i would never would i take a gun and point it at some stranger and be like it's just a prank bro like yeah not really not really. You're threatening someone's life and you uh, you forfeit the right to your own at that point. Lazarus Rex says concerts and sporting events when those when those were allowed have medical staff on hand because they know they know with that many people, the chances of health emergencies are relatively high. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah, definitely. If 100,000 people were there, I, I can't do that'd more math. A, right that'd now. be an My interesting comparison. Like, there are sporting events in the past of 100,000 people like the Daytona 500 gets up that high. Right. So how many, how people, many people die are in the United States? 330 million. Right? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, how many zeros? <laughs> I thought we were done doing math. We no, can't do this I want to see now. Oh my God. What are we doing? Um, okay. Never mind. But, <laughs> but in a group of a hundred to 200,000 people, I think you could reasonably expect two to die within 24 hours, two yeah. to four. Interesting I mean, to think about. Seven might be excessive, but two were suicides after the fact. So we can eliminate those, right? Um, uh, yeah, there's got to be a certain baseline that's normal, given yeah. that crowd of people. Do the math for me, live chat. I, woman brain can't. can't. Uh, Justin Keene, New Zealand's biggest city is locked down again. 1.6 million people under arrest for the next, under house arrest for the next three days, allegedly for three cases, all in the same family, all in the same house. Yeah. Oh my God. Women in politics. What more do you want? Yeah, but they give so much credit to Jacinda Ardern for keeping them safe from coronavirus as though being an island separate from the rest of the world has nothing to do with that. Logan Orr, um, once in an emergency, I gorilla glued a hole in the side of my wall of my tire, in the side wall of my tire. Oh, truly an amazing glue. Did that work? Maybe. 
I, I can't imagine that would last long term, but maybe, maybe it'd get you out of a, get you out of a bad situation. Um, Nick Pagan, the CDC study. Oh, I got to skip this one. Sorry, Nick. Thank you for the donation. Uh, Blackwing O2 um, would have been more believable if they were to say to double mask with disposable and cloth to reduce possible bacterial issues with the long term use of the cloth masks that aren't properly clean. I know it's like they couldn't even think of a better excuse. <laughs> yeah, that that would make sense. And that's honestly, that's one of my biggest points of skepticism on the mask stuff. I, I, I'm not convinced that it prevents viral transmission, but I do. It was interesting. Um, I actually heard this from uh, a family member told me that they were having, a, they were talking to a doctor about masks and she said, Oh yeah, I, you know, I work in a lab where if you saw all the bacteria that was on the masks, you wouldn't believe it. But that it was her point that that's why we should wear masks because it was right. catching all this bacteria. To me, I would conclude the exact opposite. That's a whole bunch of bacteria just hanging out on your face all day. How is that helpful? Yeah. But yeah. she was uh, on the other side of that. Uh, I've got to reload. Yeah. Uh, where did you leave off? Um, I left off at Evan Valenta. Uh, let me find it. Okay. Hey, Matt and Blonde, me and my brother are relaxing in a hot tub in this freezing Texas night. On a Kung Oof. Flu note, if double wrapping your trouser snake is ineffective, how is double masking different? That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, they, Ex- they rub together. They tell you that in health class. Explain that one, Fauci. Yeah. Uh, Slosher says, we had to do a COVID prevention training at my work. More than half of my coworkers thought masks are more effective than staying six feet apart. I think the focus on masks had, has done more harm than good because it's um, yeah, because I, well, I think it's just cause it's an easy indicator and people, people like that. Like it's a very, uh, it's a very simple cue that tells us whether we're quote unquote safe or not. So people like yeah. to see that visually. The social distancing stuff is more subjective. You can't look at someone and, and think like, okay, is that six feet? Is that seven feet? Is that eight feet? But you can see the mask very clearly or not. So it's useful in that way. Mm, I'm over here doing math again. <laughs> Esoterica Unbound says the only way we'll ever achieve protection from the effects of this disease is for all Dems to wrap their heads in cling wrap. It's science, folks. So for the sake of humanity, do your part. The moment Fauci comes out and says, hey, put a plastic bag over your head. That's what we're going with now. Uh, great. I, I hope uh, I hope they do that. I hope all Democrats put big, giant garbage bags over their heads and uh, tie it real tight. <laughs> yeah, really. walk around. Uh, Chris. Okay, I figured it out. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, all right. All right. Let me know live chat. Is this correct? If this is correct, if there are 7,500 deaths in America daily, we have 330 million people. Then per 100,000, 2.3 people would be expected to die. And there were five deaths. If there were a hundred thousand people, if there were 200,000 people, then it, it would be 4.5, four and a half people. And then wow. we have five deaths. If that math is correct, then we're kind of right in that ballpark. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe there's okay. something here. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of this in these terms. I did it. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Chick math. Do- pulling through. Woo. All right. Uh, did you just do slosher? No. Uh, yeah. Esoteric yeah. Unbound is, oh, no, I just did Esoteric Unbound. Uh, Christoph Harper says Phoenix made big news because of AR15.com, ARFCOM post where they said they would not fill LEO ammunition orders until law enforcement stopped enforcing mask mandates and business lockdowns. That's right. Yeah. That was a product of the, uh, the, the Gretchen intervention on their, their mask non-compliance. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Live chat. <laughs> They'll right. check you. They'll check yeah. you. 
Oh, I'm seeing a lot of random numbers in the live chat. 7,500 a day, 330 million Americans, death per 100,000. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Jenny Bath says, apparently we do not support Kyle Rittenhouse. Black Rifle Coffee CEO donated to Act Blue. Huh, I'm pretty sure their two-way Matroops marketing is just a grift. Really, I've heard these guys are solid. It might be. Um, I, I think w- when people were putting that information out, I think the Act Blue donation was old. Uh, correct me, and I could be wrong on that. Uh, I, I hesitate to say that it's a total grift because I know that there's some pretty cool people at that company and I, I hope and like to think they're doing the right thing. Um, yeah. If it's just an old donation, you know, uh, there was a time in my life where I voted Barack Obama enthusiastically. I think I gave him like five bucks when I was a poor college kid. You know, that should be yeah. should be able to find it. Not that I'm inviting people to search for the federal election records of my contribution to Obama, but it's probably out there. Yeah. And uh, people are allowed to change their minds. Now, if he was, let's say that you can show me that he was spouting one thing publicly and doing another thing behind the scenes at the same time. That's not good, obviously. Yeah. But I, I I, wasn't thrilled with how Black Rifle handled the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse yeah, thing. But I don't think it would. I'm not that mad at them either. I, what they're trying to say, and maybe they communicated it poorly, was like, we're not looking to get involved in this. Like, he wore our T-shirt. Okay. I know a lot of people wanted them to say, Kyle's awesome. We endorse him fully. But, you know, yeah, I understand but, yeah. why they wouldn't want that heat. Protecting too. your business kind of has to be an important tenant. I understand that. Anyway, what? moving on. We're, we're oh, going. Uh, Francis Chartrand says, um, second baby is easier and first baby will do better with the siblings. Stay open. Blonde. I'm not saying I'm not going to have another kid, but like, it's just hard for me to think about. I'm 33, so I, I need to do it soon. And then two kids and then I'm out. I think siblings are a great gift to your children too, though, yeah. as we moved in, as we move into this phase of our lives, uh, I, it's, it's going to be important to me that my kids have siblings for a lot of reasons. So I, I hope to be able to accomplish that. Yeah, definitely. Just something to uh, think about. Uh, Danger Pudge says, thank you so much for doing what you do. I suspect it means more to your supporters than you realize. That's very sweet. Appreciate, appreciate it. I, I, we appreciate you guys too. This, uh, this community, this community is of benefit for everybody here. So we love yep. being here on Sunday and Wednesday nights. And thanks for making it a success. Hicks says, where is Kevin Flanagan? I don't know. He died. I think he's dead. Yeah. Coronavirus. Uh, totally. It's <laughs> the first Corona death and he got killed on a motorcycle. I don't even know how that works. <laughs> yeah. Our Zek DW says, um, what should I set my location to, t- to on Tinder to meet women who aren't obnoxious liberals? North Idaho. Uh, yeah, that might, that might be a good bet. Wyoming, South Dakota, avoid yeah. college towns. Uh, or maybe, maybe the problem is the Tinder app. Honestly, I'm very skeptical. You can find someone of the values that you probably want to find on Tinder. Not impossible. I don't know. My dearest friends met on Tinder and they mm. are a perfect couple. Uh, that said, I was not particularly successful in any avenue of the internet in that regard. So don't take what I say as uh, the only way to get it done. Oh my God. I've never hated the live chat more than I do right now. Why? They're going- Just because this, like this pressure to stack my babies on top of each other is so frustrating. We all know that. Uh, yeah. You guys won't worsen the anxiety anymore. I know. <laughs> do you remember when I was trying to get pregnant and I was just like reading my comments and crying constantly? You I can't, I can't without getting too that. personal. I really do believe you psych yourself out for sure. Yeah. I think that you create your own obstacle. And if you just, yeah put down the WebMD for five seconds and relaxed. Let that <laughs> marinate a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it probably would work out just fine. It and it is did true in the though, end. 
it did in the end. Yeah. It, it is true that you're not really, especially I had a premature baby. Um, like my doctors have told me I should wait 18 months before I even start trying. So, hmm. you know, you're not supposed to stack your kids on top of each other. That's how you have a miscarriage. And then you're just set back to zero. Um, yeah. AC Morgan, I don't want to say what is needed to deal with the deranged leftist, but I just have one word helicopters. I know I just, we already nuked our show tonight. It's fine. <laughs> this uh, one's going to be fully monetized. hundred percent guaranteed. That would be so shocking. Watch 100%. I will post the email notification from YouTube later this week. Uh, Brian says men have it harder than women. Women have kids all the time and think I'd like to have another men get kicked in the nuts once and say never again. (laughs) I don't think that um, having your vagina ripped apart by a seven pound baby uh, is equivalent to getting kicked in the nuts. You'd be surprised. It. It I'm just hurts I'm, for like five minutes. It doesn't cause any, you don't have to have somebody so, sew it up. Yeah. Well, the worst ones like, can be pretty bad, but no, there's no way. These are not the same things. Why do men always do, try to make this equivalence? I, I'm not even, I'm not even making an argument that getting kicked in the nuts is worse. Cause I just don't know, but I wish that mentally I could just experience the pain of each for say 30 seconds just to, just to know and to compare. Cause I guarantee actions versus. We're just like the worst pain of birth that isn't like freakish, but just, you know, part of a normal birth. All birth pain is freakish. And the worst of getting kicked in the nuts, because I guarantee you the worst of getting kicked in the nuts is worse than you think it is. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. I'm saying that nobody has to like a better equivalent is to like get, I don't know, sodomized with a wine bottle and have to get sewn up afterwards. (laughs) That is a more equal equivalent to giving birth than getting kicked in the balls. Getting kicked in the nuts is such a unique pain too. I'm not even saying it's just, it's its own distinct type of pain. It's hard to even describe, but it's totally incapacitating. I just wish nobody knows what both is what both, unless you're trans, I guess, then you know what both. This is how men and women can bridge the gap. We get (laughs) in some simulation where you can experience childbirth and I can experience getting kicked in the testicles. Yeah. We just solved humanity. Yeah. You and I. Kyle PD says, yo, Matt, appreciate how based you are. Blonde gets a little too wild for me sometimes, but still appreciate you. Anyway, wondering if you guys are going to or did cover the Gina Carano. Is that her name? Carano? Situation seems pretty messed up to me. We talked about it and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. I uh, I don't care I, about the story. It's big news this week, but everybody's kind of talked it to death and I don't have to explain it to everybody because you guys know, but I just felt like I couldn't add that much to it. It's your typical cancel culture type of story, which I hate, but yeah. I got to say that it's awesome to see her doing her own thing. I'm glad she has a way to do that now with the daily wire. I don't like that she got canceled, but responding to it with a constructive attitude and building something and doing something new in response. Yeah. I have a lot of admiration for, so mm-hmm. it's not that it's not a big story. I just, it's been talked to death by so many people the last few days. I just didn't think I could add much to it. So I decided to yeah, so, move on from yeah. it. And I thought our show was going to end up being a lot longer than it did. Than it ended up. Being. You never know. This one ended um, up being a little short, I guess. Uh, C2K said, for Blonde to read, please give a happy birthday shout out to my baby, Abby, who officially becomes a teen on the 12th. Oh, became a teen on the 12th. Um, so I can play it back to her tomorrow morning. Uh, happy birthday, Abby. I'm happy sorry birthday. I messed up your note like an asshole. <laughs> um, but she's a teenager, so she can hear the word asshole now, can't she? Fair enough. That's fair. Happy birthday, Abby. Danny Montana. Oy vey. Uh, let me read this. <laughs> That's a good cue. <laughs> I, I can't read any of this. 
I don't know what this means is the thing. Um, yeah, I see a lot of uh, references in there that are a little, a uh, little dicey. Danny, I, I also, I he does ask, you. how do I join, join the telegram group? I'm still behind. I do have a telegram account. I, I just, I don't fully get telegram and I have it in my notes of things to do, but because the things I have to do have become so complicated lately with certain technical issues and other things. Uh, it's, it, it has not received attention, but yes, telegram uh, is in the works. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Titus Muller says troll memes for blonde during labor. The pain is so great that a woman can almost imagine what a man feels like when he has a cold. <laughs> Only a woman who has had a baby without an epidural can understand. No, it's not the pain. That wasn't, that wasn't that bad. It's the worry. The pain was fine. I, I'm I'm fine with all the weird stuff that happened to my body, even my nose. Okay. That's how dedicated I am. I'm willing to have happen to my nose what happened last time. It's not the pain. It's the worry. The first time I'm ever, I'm able to have a, a discussion with your daughter. Let's say that she's, uh, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years old, capable of kind of understanding things about the world. I'm going to, if I ever get to talk to her, I'll, I'll tell her, listen, uh, you have to understand you, you quite possibly saved the world you probably saved my career you saved yourself by saving you know your mom's job so just thank you for being a person uh that child has no concept Uh, you would have been ravaging the world with uh like viking warhammers by now if it were not for that child like how many times before the show i'd show up and i'd clearly been crying all day and you'd be like listen like I'm not your therapist and you got to get it together. Before I the had show. to be kind of like- tough at times. I did. Cause it's like, we got a product like, to make oh. man. like, I'm trying to be sympathetic, but we have a product to make here. I know. Yeah. I know. It was really bad. Skag was really helpful. Um, Nicholas H blonde going all CCP with her one child policy. My wife initially wanted to stop at one. <laughs> Glad to say we have number two on the way. And the top contender for the name is Laurel. That Ooh. is a lovely name. And we do love Laurel. Excellent choice. And congratulations. Yep. Congratulations. Shotgun. William says, Lincoln Project did its job in helping Democrats steal the vote. The project was no longer needed, so said St. Clinton. Oh, is that why? So now they just get mm-hmm. to uh, nuke it? Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Das Pooch. After years of fear-mongering and scolding, Thursday night Detroit Fox 2 local had the nerve to do a story on how bad it is that people have too much anxiety about getting sick and it's messing them up. Oh. <laughs> That's the audacity. Imagine that. But they should still wear their masks and be scolded otherwise, right? Right. Uh, Tori D they refuse to call these attacks against Asians racist because the assailants are basketball Americans. Their minds can't process this as they await the next, uh, firmware update. I know. I just love I the know. scrambling. Okay. <laughs> Asians and African Americans, let's all come together to figure out a way to blame some other group of people out there somehow. It's it, it, of course, that's not all Asians or all african-americans that's not what i'm saying what it is is all progressives any one of that mindset in any circumstance has to look for someone else to blame and will never ever confront the possibility that they play some role in the uh current circumstances of their life and that's why their lives rot away the longer you spend pointing fingers the less time you spend improving your own life and over time that uh, shows itself and your life sucks so enjoy it exactly have fun in oakland yeah yeah really Bahena Fam says the China virus executive order is just what creepy Joe and heels up Harris do best. Put black people in jail. <laughs> yeah, that's going to uh, be really awkward. I didn't think of that. But once uh, once Joe cracks down on these anti-Asian hate crimes and it becomes another uh, disproportionately uh, it puts people in jail at disproportionate rates. How are we yeah. going to reconcile that? 
Uh, Sanctai says, God bless you too. Love your content. Would love to see you do a cast about solutions rather than the hypocrisy of socialist woke left. Be strong. Calling them out is low hanging fruit. We try to offer solutions every once in a while. I've been doing that a lot on my channel. You do it on your channel. This show's a show for complaining. This well, it is an outlet of sorts for sure. But I, I you know, I, we do think about uh, solutions oriented stuff all the time. The problem is, what's the, the problem is the most realistic solution right now? Obviously, yeah. Is, as we were just talking about, is focus on yourself first, focus on your local community, and build that into the best thing you can. But we're we're getting at the point where trying to go further and further into the woods to build a nice life for yourself is viewed as a terroristic activity. So believe me, I, that is the goal: is to live far away from these people and be constructive. Yep. 100%. That is the ideal. The question is, will they let us? Yeah. So I, I don't want to. Will they? I can't let stop us. talking about this stuff because it is a threat to a free and productive life. So it has to be has to be talked about and fought against. Genevieve, that's a very pretty name. Colin Flaherty has been reporting on black on Asian crime for years long before Wu flew and Trump. Yeah, he got. Man, he got. Is he banned on YouTube ago. or so he's, long ago? Oh. Yeah. Poor guy. Um, does he still post or what does he do? I don't know. He probably has a bitch you channel. Hmm. Uh, Zoe says, if you run out of hairspray, get yourself a bucket of 300 blackout from gorilla ammunition <laughs> to straighten those humid curls. That one uh, gave me a little cough. Goo. Oh. <laughs> a Jacko. There was a time when you wouldn't have made it through some of these stories without spicing the stream out of existence. Blonde, I'm proud of you. Also, whatever happened to Lauren Rose? I don't know. I don't know. She's, I haven't seen or heard anything from her in a long time. I'm pretty sure. I know I followed her on Twitter. Her Twitter's hilarious. I don't know if she still I think, has I don't one. think she posts anymore. In fact, her last Twitter post was December 9th, 2019. Seriously? So here's hoping to, uh, you know, maybe she built an awesome life for herself and said, I'm not doing this anymore. She was really smart and really young. Yeah. Uh, do you remember? Um, oh, God. What was that girl's name with the glasses? Oh, the who? one who got in trouble for uh, uh, God. What was her name? She got in big trouble for something. She was at the center of a big scandal. I can picture her face. Yes. So can I. Um, she had a nose ring and glasses and she like cited the Daily Stormer and people fucking lost their yeah. minds. Yeah, what the hell was her name? It's, I, I can't remember. Uh, she also was in a similar situation. I think when you're really young and you have your whole life ahead of you, it's like, do I want to destroy my life doing this? But I, hmm. I'm 100% speculating. I have no idea. Rage after storm. That's right. Thank That's you. the one. Uh, yeah. Um, Angry Bell Sprout. Even our national grocery store in Texas closed at seven for the next few days. So far, two to three inches of snow at my house, did delivery job and money like never before in my small town the last few days. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a good to be it's good to be opportunistic, but hopefully you got good tires or take it slow. Josh and Jesus Blonde, would you ever have me on your channel for an interview? Um I feel we'd have a good combo given I'm one of the few homeless guys who votes conservative. Do you interview regular people? You know, I've never done that before. Um I don't know. Maybe shoot me an email. I'll think about it. I enjoyed the um, call on Wednesday too. That was the guy who called in on the Wednesday yeah. stream. Um, recovered homeless person now has a college degree and moving on to uh, good things in life. It's a really inspiring story. Two um, A education. The former vice president has officially called for gun control. Get ready and don't give up your rights. No, indeed. Yeah, this is gonna get uh, this is gonna get it's bad. Gonna I'll messy. be curious to see how Congress responds. Holden Mulray. Hi, Truth Seekers. Fun fact for your audience trying to lo uh, looking to relocate. Since 2019, 
Kentucky no longer requires citizens to have a license to carry a concealed deadly weapon. God bless you all. Montana, it sounds like we're going to get constitutional carry as well. And of course, you guys already have it in Idaho. So yep. that will be fantastic. Luke Gibson says something, something. Keep on gubbing. Will do. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Robo Tech says, as blonde nose gorilla. <laughs> I don't know what this means. Oh, okay. A, a popular marijuana strain? Is that what that means? Uh, that's how long I've been out of the game. Yeah. Um, Gorilla Glue is a popular marijuana strain. It would be a shame if the word spread, you can smoke Gorilla Glue. <laughs> I want to see that Gorilla Glue challenge. Yeah. Long Don John says, uh, God damn it, Blonde, all those spicy jokes we can see you thinking of, you don't say them. I'm so disappointed. And you better believe Matt is getting an email about it. JK, love you. No, <laughs> What do you what do you want from me? I it will destroy the show if I no. This this was a very difficult one to navigate. That said, it's so inherently hilarious that I can't say no. As soon as you know, I saw her name it, is Mrs. Brown, too. Uh, what's the reference there? I, I don't mm. I actually don't get that. Dumbass just, Brown ladies. Just, just Jessica Brown. Is that uh, is that is Mrs. Brown a racial slur? <laughs> is that, I don't know. It's yeah. just the layers. Tessica, that's not a name. It's not a real name. It is now. Tessa is a name. Jessica is a name. Tessica is not a name. <sighs> Tom says, blonde, the joke is women will keep going back to have another baby, but no him has ever said, you know, I feel like getting kicked in the nuts. I know. That's true. There is a, That's there true. is an inherent reward and purpose in the birthing process. There is oh, yeah. nothing redeeming about the, the nut kicking. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I shouldn't have to say this, but like my daughter is the best thing that has ever happened to me times a thousand Thank God every day for her. I love her so much. Um, totally worth it. Totally worth it. Uh, I guess they're in the answer lies, right? Yeah. I guess I have to do it again. Thomas says, by the way, just had my first kid on Tuesday, bouncing baby boy. Uh, I'll have him clearing rooms in less than 10 years. <laughs> Excellent. Congratulations. Uh, Congrats. Rotorhead says, keep up the good work. You are spot on. I need to reload, but I think that appreciate it. I don't know if we are spot on, but we're, I hope something close. Thank you for that. We're good. Uh, just a couple on Streamlabs. Let's see. Uh, Martin says, to be fair, I, if I saw my likeness on... <laughs> oh, no. I can't say that one, Martin. And I can't... I also can't use the usual Bernie sounder, so we're going to have to go with the uh, the Trump sounder We love of appreciation. you. You're very special. Uh, can I... Can I... To be fair, if I saw. No, no, I just I just have to I just know that I I saw it. I chuckled, Martin, but that's as far as I can go. Kim says I traveled to Boston this weekend and saw too many people wearing double masks and not enough people not wearing masks even um, went out on the streets. I threw some tea uh, in the harbor. So I'll have to wait and see how long until the revolution starts. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, um, masks are this generation's, uh, tea taxes. Maybe that, uh, yeah. although they've been around for so long, it's probably not going to be the case. And Phil says, uh, I hope the incredible range of restaurants. <laughs> Worth it. This is, yeah, yeah. Never forget the Uzbek uh, food, food trucks. The Uzbek food trucks made the Manhattan terrorist attack. The Manhattan Home Depot incident. Well worth it. He says, I hope the range of restaurants was worth it in the coming <clears throat> conflict between <clears throat> group A and group B. 
imagine a timeline where we didn't uh, where we didn't have such complications because of the interesting food and uh, treated social capital as something of value. Yes. Uh, and well, in the meantime, get your get your Uzbek rice dishes because that is your reward. All right. Uh, I think we're good. Thank you guys over on uh, D Live. We got um, we got uh, Elephant Man. We got hold on. This brick computer is about to blow up. That's the next thing we need to invest in is a computer, some computers. Not the one, not the streaming computer, by the way. That computer is excellent. I have another, I have a laptop that monitors some chat stuff and it's about to blow up. Sounds Corpson, like it's taken off. Yeah. Kenny K, appreciate you guys supporting the show and uh, over on Trovo, Chubby Stubby and Late to the Party and C2K. Appreciate you guys supporting the show. And I, as I mentioned, we'll get more interactive with Trovo and maybe I don't know I'm not giving up on D Live but they don't want our interaction apparently but thank you guys for your patience I'm not uh, trying to neglect I'm trying to figure out those platforms and we will incorporate them more shortly anything else before we get out of here nope check out my interview uh, with Owen Benjamin tomorrow that's right that'll be interesting that'll be interesting to hear and I want to know where he's streaming now if Trovo if he actually is off Trovo because yeah if he's safe, wherever he's safe, we're probably safe. So we'll just have to follow in his footsteps, True. I guess. True story. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. As always, thank you for helping us do math very poorly. That was unexpected, but I think we got the right answers and connecting us with uh, various uh, joke terms that shall not be repeated. We appreciate that as well. If you're looking for more uh, material to listen to, assuming the podcast podcast feeds are fixed and they tell me they are, we got the call-in show. We got Blonde's interviews. We got all kinds of extra material on the audio feeds. They're linked in the description and on the website for you. And of course, um, uh, you can also get in touch with us through the website as well. That's MattChristiansonMedia.com slash contact if you'd like to participate in the call-in show or send us a message. Uh, we will see you there and we'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. Let's not meet the press. It's the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a good night. Good night.